0: Texas Rangers. That's right. The Texas Rangers are world champions as Major League Baseball season comes to a close. Harden's out on the West Coast. We end up talking to somebody on the West Coast, and we got a huge slate of NFL games this weekend. This is the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Stay
1: tuned. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. This is Chad the Mark with Brown, Canadian Biggie, and Mongo. Hi,
0: right, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, it's an exciting time to, to, to be talking sports. We just wrapped up the World Series. We're going out to the West Coast talking to a, a buddy of ours out in San Diego. And damn it, did he not piss you off with the weather?
1: Yeah, he said it was 81 degrees, and he's got the AC on. That's bullshit. Man. It's, so it's finally feeling like winter here a little bit in West
2: Virginia. Winter is coming.
1: <laughs> they said that
3: forever. They did. It, it never did. did. What does nice that mean? Nice little cold spell to kill the bugs. It'll be back up in the 50s next week.
0: All I know is that I can tell we're getting of a certain age whenever weather dominates the conversation.
3: Yeah. Old people talk about the weather, but you know what I like about this cold spell is the deer coming into the backyard hold on, to feed. Hold on.
1: But at what point did this happen? When did we wake up and we're just like, that's what we're talking about now. I feel like it's been going on
2: for a couple of years for us. Yeah. I'm just curious. Hey, well, at least we're not talking yeah. about elements yet. Talking about what? Elements. Elements? Elements. Elements. Elements.
0: Yeah. Elements. Injuries. Elements. I thought he was talking about like the periodic table.
2: Yes. <laughs> elements. Like, like mercury. It's helmets with a silent H. Or, or helmets. I thought like we had Walter
3: White here for a minute. I like magnesium. <laughs> Heisenberg. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's... Uh, Remember that, the good days? for the We Don't Know Sports podcast today. <laughs> when you plan
3: things out and the weather was never a factor, it's like, it's Saturday at 3, all right, I'll be there. Now, like, you're going to bridge day and you're like, ah, oh, it's going to be cold above that bridge that day, and it'll be 47 degrees, ooh, I better dress warm.
0: See, I don't really prep for the weather anymore. Like, I, I'm not that guy. I do not really... Take a look at the forecast. I just kind of rely on you for that, Biggie. You, are, I feel like if I need to know, Biggie, I'll say if it's going to change.
2: Canadian Biggie is our resident weatherman. He is the groundhog. Well,
1: here's the I, easy I, way to go about it, though, is if you wear a hoodie and a shirt underneath, you're good for anything. Right. Multi, multi-layers, but don't right. overdo it. Right. Is the, it,
3: layers, the layers affect what I learned living in the frozen tundra is the best way to go. And then also, as a person who spent most of his adult life in a job that you work outside, I always like to pay attention to the weather, but a layered effect, you got a hoodie, usually good to go. So
0: uh, you you just sent the thing this week about the weather in your former stomping grounds up there in North Dakota?
3: It was negative 12 degrees wind chill on Halloween, and they already had snow. That is the cold I don't want to deal with anymore. Mr. Brown, this cold right here? I'll happily deal with this. So that's
1: where they came up with colder than a witch's tit. Is yes, that scenario. How is cool. that even hospitable? Like, how can you live in that?
3: Uh, you drink a lot. They're usually one of the top <laughs> alcohol three actually states constricts in the country. The blood I feel yes. like well, it, no. I
1: feel like it's North Dakota, West Virginia, and
3: Louisiana or Mississippi per alcohol consumption. Yes, North Dakota and Wisconsin are always in the top Dakota. two.
0: Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh well, crap.
3: And then their, their winter bar sports are six months long, so you got darts, pool. That's true.
1: Mm. More indoor sports, more That's drinking. why you always yeah. see them out there. And that's that why, makes, like, 100%, Johnsonville
0: Brats is always sponsoring
2: stuff, right? Yeah. I think you're onto something there.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But all right, let, let's get to the sports conversation. Just right off the bat. Everybody's bitching and moaning about the TV viewership in the World Series. We had the d Bags. I mean, D-backs and the uh, Rangers. Rangers win their first World Series. They they get the chip. Bruce Bochi is that guy, and I loved it in last night's game when it was like the seventh inning or the eighth inning, and they finally broke it open there a little bit. He was at the top of the stairs in the dugout with a little shit-eating grin. Like, you can tell he's been here before, and he knew what he was about to taste once again. But how do you feel about the World Series? I want to start with Greg. Mr. Brown, you got to fill us in. You're the baseball guy. Is this, a, uh, is this a big deal? Are we worried? Is this a good championship? I don't know. Just overall, how are you feeling about the World Series?
1: Well, let's talk about Bochy real quick. Um, we talked about that this is his fourth. Do you know how many managers in the history of baseball have won four championships? Seven. Biggie was ready for that one. <laughs> I did not know. One, two, three, four, five. He is the sixth. Ooh. I thought he was the
3: seventh. My so bad. So we
1: have Joe McCarthy, Casey Stengel, Connie Mack, Walter Alston, Joe Torrey, and now Bruce Bochy. Is Bruce Bochy the best manager since the
3: advent of the wild card?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously he is because he's the best manager since Joe Torrey, for sure. Clearly so that, by this list.
3: That so. list you just read off, and I told you seven at six. three and seven was I had those on there. I thought that Tony La Russa had won a fourth title. That's where I was wrong.
1: Here's the crazy part with Bruce, though, Bochy. He's been to the World Series now with three different teams. What, was it San Diego? Correct. Okay, I he was there remember. in '98
0: when they played the Yankees. Yes. All right, that's what I thought, but I, I was too so lazy to he's look been it up and figure. I World just to ask for you,
1: three different teams, but he's won four World Series, over two thousand wins. First ballot Hall of Famer when he finally decides to hang it up. How, how many time. years was he out of the game? Three this he, time. So it was
0: away for three. Like, it's the opposite. You mentioned Larusa earlier. It's like the opposite of that scenario that happened with uh, the White Sox.
1: Well, so the, they talked Bruce out of retirement, though. They said, listen, we want you to come back and manage our club. And he says, I'm not managing anything unless you give me some pitching. Oh, and, <laughs> and they went and made a few moves, and he was like, all right. And then he told him, you know. This looks good to me. And then he said, let's go. But first year there. It's amazing.
3: Did you know the Rangers did not lose a game after Creed announced the reunion tour? What? Creed. They were blaring it in the dugout all through the playoffs.
0: That's is Creed coming back? Is that a thing now? The Rangers made it that way. Yes. I see Creed memes all the time. Like people were dressing up like Scott Stapp in the Cowboys jersey for Halloween. What the fuck?
1: Let's go over there. Oh, man. So, Biggie, what else you got on the World Series? Because I got something I got to get off my chest.
3: Well, I was just going to say, as far as the viewership part of it, I think it was a really nice run with the uh, Diamondbacks getting there. We can talk about viewership, but if you want to look at it, if the Phillies had made it to the World Series, there would have been great viewership because they got a really large what Would it have been that base. much
0: better, you think? Oh, yeah. Like, how
3: much better? It would have doubled what they got. Maybe. I don't know. Phillies fans truly are fanatics.
2: Not just the Phillies. If the Phillies would have been there, the Braves, the Dodgers.
3: The established uh, names.
2: The established names. A lot of teams that weren't even contenders like the Yankees, the Red Sox, um, maybe the Astros, but you had a team that had never won and and the Diamondbacks. You had an
3: off-brand team in there and the Diamondbacks. All
1: right, listen, I've heard enough gibberish. I put in the notes <laughs> "era fucking Zona," and there's a reason why I put that in there, because this is how bad Arizona is. Okay, I went and watched the Braves play the Arizona Diamondbacks. You did? I forgot year, about that. And guess what? That's not a draw to me. I don't give a shit about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, if someone's like the Yankees are in town, the Cubs are in town, Cardinals, anybody other than the Diamondbacks, I might have got excited about. That's who's in the World Series this year. They're for the, the fastest League. team to ever win one, though. But think about this: in the NL West, the Diamondbacks are the worst followed team in the NL West, only in front of the Colorado Rockies. Okay, I I don't even know if that's so, true. Is it? It is true. Okay, I would. You say- got the Dodgers. You got the Padres. You've got the freaking Giants. are all. St- if like, you told me the Rockies were more followed than the Diamondbacks, I would believe you. No, I'm just saying. I don't. They might be. That that would be the only team that's like more of a draw than the Diamondbacks is the Rockies. I don't, and that's how bad they are. So, the fact that that team came into the World Series and won this wild card tournament, which is bullshit. Okay, we've got to make it to where the best teams in each league have the easiest path there. There should never be a reason why. A one or two seed should have to play a five-game series. It's got to be a seven-game series. If a one or two seed gets knocked out, they've got to earn it because that 162 means something. If not, let's make it back 154 when Roger Maris is out there playing.
3: I'm glad you agree with uh, what Bradley just said about it not being the name-brand team in there, and that's why your viewership is down. If only one team draws less than the Diamondbacks, makes sense that that's why the viewership is so far down. If you go back to next year and you were to have the Rangers and it would be the Braves or the Dodgers, viewership would be way back up.
1: Absolutely. The point is, They want – there's no draw there. I'm I'm so excited for Corbin Carroll because people see he's an amazing talent. He does everything right with the game of baseball. And And you got to see uh, Zach Gallen, He took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. Dude, they said that was the first time in history that a team had
0: a no-hitter through seven and then lost in a a World Series.
1: I'm not knocking the Diamondbacks. My problem is the system because – No one wants to see the wildcard team that just got hot for two or three weeks. To me, it's not a draw
3: to me. It's not. But a lot of people would have been happy to see the Phillies in there. They're a draw, and they weren't a first-place team.
1: Well, The Phillies are a good probably, what, eight wins better than the Diamondbacks this year?
3: I'm not sure. I'm betting six right because the Diamondbacks only won like 85. Yeah, I'm saying.
0: I feel like there's nothing wrong with the system. Like sometimes, sometimes you're going to get things that don't matter. And if you talk to baseball fans, they all watched it. Look, it's you know I was making the comparison to the NBA. And like nobody is saying that the NBA needs to change, except for probably us because we hate flops and whatnot. And you know the game has no defense now, but you know it's what people they think tune in to watch. But like the the Nuggets and the Heat weren't drawing anybody, and you had the fucking MVP in the series. So like I don't I don't care. Like it's fine if people want to hate on Arizona. Uh, I get they don't have the legacy, and they don't they weren't supposed to be there. That was the thing. They weren't. Uh, nobody was. Like, oh, that's a that's a World Series team. And even the Rangers, people knew they were going to be a playoff team, but nobody all year was like, the Rangers are going to win at all. Like, it, they might have been in the conversation, but they were behind the Astros and the Braves and the Dodgers and the Phillies and the Mets at the beginning of the year. A- and they just happened to end up there. I think you get what you get. You like, know,
2: if you are regular listeners to the show, you know who was closer to the win total on the World Series last week. That's that's right. <laughs> that's right. It was Mongo. <laughs> if, if there were some people that guessed six games. Oh, there were some okay, that guessed I seven. Um, I guessed four, which was the prices. We thought that you, 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 you I think had predicted it a sweep the sweep at first, right? He predicted the sweep. I predicted the sweep. Yeah. And their loss was a bad loss. So it wasn't a sweep. It wasn't even close to a sweep. Um, so congratulations. I was it it was a gentleman's sweep. Without going over. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: The Bob Barker method. That's right. Mm. Not Drew Carey, right? Screw that guy. No, that's not
3: even right. I like the system the way that it is. To what you were saying, it if if you're the best team in the regular season, you earn that number one seed, but you still got to show up and play when the games are there to be played.
1: Yeah. No, I'm not saying you need to show up. I, baseball is not a game to be played without being in a rhythm. Like you got, you've been playing every day since the beginning of March. And all of a sudden, you're going to be like, I'm going to take a week off. That only happens after the All-Star break I'd be fine if they got rid of the three bye. Days. If we so got rid of the is, bye, I'm cool. You need to keep playing through. Either 100% e-
2: agree. Either yeah.
1: play through, but do not let the the best team in the league play a five-game, best-of-five-game series for me because they've earned the right to say, you got to beat me four times. So not
0: even up for the debate. You think whenever those teams are getting the bye, you're punished.
1: Yes, yep. I, I
2: agree with that. I
1: I mean, if there was I, anything, I would, I would rather add two teams and just I, say let's play straight. I, three. I, I
2: agree with that. I mean, it, I would, it's cons- we're, we're we're looking at consecutive years with the top teams out. Yeah, and this is a small sample size. It hasn't happened very long, but it sure seems like that's going to be how it goes. I got to be clear, and you don't want to look at me like I'm crazy, but this
1: isn't a Braves problem. I'm not. I'm not. I I will say this isn't homerism because it happens on both sides, right? Fan, this isn't a Braves problem. (laughs) The Braves have lost twice in a row to the Phillies. The Dodgers. You got the Braves, the Dodgers, head and shoulders above anyone in the game of baseball for most of the year for both for teams. The the Orioles. I get them because they're so young; they don't really have a leader. So them getting knocked out not e- a huge
3: deal. Expected them to beat the Rangers. You like, didn't pick them to beat the Rangers. Like, I felt no, like
1: know. the AL was wide open, but the fact is, is like when you had three of your four number one seeds get knocked out. That's like it's kind of crazy.
3: I it's agree the that they should make it so they're either it's a seven game series or you don't have such a layoff if you're doing a five game series because baseball is a game of rhythm, but. Then I also look at it like with the Astros. No matter what the situation has been for them, they've got the buy. The last couple of years, won the World Series, went to get seven games. So um, I agree, it's a game of rhythm. They should make it, you know, a seven-game series, or shorten it to where you don't have that layoff. But I see the Astros do it, so I think these other teams can too. One I, thing I, I
1: would I, be fine. With, sorry to cut you off. Go I would for be it. fine if. Everything stayed the same if they would just add two games to the, the first round because and it's not going to matter if you cut off two games of the end of spring training, not to add games of the regular season, but let's just start the regular season a few, ga- few days early to account for those games because that would be like best of five. Instead of best five, it's best of seven. Two games max. That only means that you're going to play more. Here's the trade-off. I just looked this up. MLB TV
0: ratings were up 26% this season. All right, so the season became more impactful. The World Series might have been down, but because you got more teams that were eligible and you weren't cutting them out of the race in the middle of July, it actually gave fans and, and more teams, uh, you know, a chance to actually be in it. So, you know, it's there's no perfect scenario. You know, I think I think it's just I need more time before I think anybody has a knee-jerk reaction. I'm with you 100%. I think the buy is a bad idea in baseball. It's not the NFL. You know, NFL, you need that by just right. to get rested up. Like, that's the difference. Your, a, that's a different your story. ass is beat down and broke down. You're not you know?
2: tackling each other in baseball. Right. No.
0: So, NFL, I, I agree 100%. So, I, I get that the, the ratings for the world, and, and let's be honest, it wasn't a competitive series either. I mean, the, the last couple games, like the, the final game was competitive for the first seven, but then it got blew out. Uh, the uh, the game four what was it ten nothing in the fourth I mean you know so people are going to tune out to some of that so it's just the way the games get played sometimes but you know I think uh, I think if you're baseball you just kind of ride it out for another year before you think about but if, if they came out and, and said let's add a team and get rid of the bye, I, I'd be cool with it.
1: they've already came out and said publicly that they're already looking at the rules yeah well I mean but the overall viewership for the season was good though. Well, and I get that but here's the thing. They're gonna follow along anyway. Those teams like the D Back fans or whoever, they're gonna follow along. That just means they don't get out at the end like they should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's flip the script here for a second. Go to the
0: hot stove. Uh, we we talk a little bit about that with our guest, who's a big Padres fan. Coming up, he's he's out there, and and uh, was it the Barrio Taco? That sounded amazing. That's right. But our Barrio Dog, about uh,
1: twenty minutes from Petco. Yeah,
0: uh, we we might need to make a trip out there, but. We got hot stove, and and baseball hot stove is always interesting. Sometimes not a lot happens early. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you gotta wait until uh, the big name drops. And there's a couple big names out there, like Shohei Otani, uh, Juan Soto. So, what are you? What are your anticipations or predictions? Maybe for the hot stove? What do you think is going to shake out here?
1: I mean, <laughs> we talked about it earlier. The Shohei is kind of his own thing. I don't like. I don't think he's kind of a benchmark for anything. He's a unicorn. You kind of said he was, but like, I get. I don't think he's gonna be the first domino to fall. Does he get moved in the in the hot stove? Does he get moved in the off season? Oh, he's gone. He's got to go somewhere. He's got to, right? Uh, I could see West Coast, preferably. I would say, and maybe New York, but not. He ain't well, he don't want to go to the Mets. I can tell you that.
3: <laughs> I don't see him on the East Coast. Everything I've heard and read, he likes being close to home. And so it's the Dodgers, the Angels, the Padres, the uh, Mariners. Somewhere in there, I think, is where he lands. We, so we
0: made a, a joke that the Mets could offer him like a hundred million more than anybody else, and he still might turn it down. And that would be the funniest shit ever.
3: Sign with him and get traded midseason back to
0: <laughs> the West Maybe that's Coast. Maybe we happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Where do you think he goes, though? I mean, if you had to pick one team, you got to put a a, a name on it.
1: I'm not trying to piggyback off of uh, Jesse, but I'd probably say the Dodgers, followed by the Yankees for me. I know it's not West Coast, but I just feel like they've got to make a splash. They've been out for about – a decade and a half now.
0: I think it is the Dodgers. Though. I feel like the Dodgers have been anticipating this. Like they've gotten themselves. They have
1: trimmed their payroll to the point to where they can make the move, whatever they need to do right yep. now.
0: It's not for anybody else. It's you can him. tell.
1: Like you're right. The Dodgers look like this was calculated from the beginning. Yeah,
0: they, they took an L this year and last year just because they know but Shohei.
1: And but coming. they knew they were good enough to where they were still World Series oh, contenders. Absolutely. But we'll wait it out for sure. <laughs>
3: it's funny when you can trim your payroll and still win a hundred games every year,
1: especially yeah. in a division that's been
0: competitive. You know, like there's not bad teams in that division.
3: All right, though I could see the Yankees trying to make the splash because they've had the Japanese players with uh, Matsui and Godzilla. The thing is, like you've said before, what are our kids? Fourteen years old. <laughs> you Yankees like have never won a World Series. It. You think they would almost have to make a splash. I just I don't know. Everything I've heard says he likes it on the West Coast.
0: He's got to stay close to home. That's a long ass flight from New York to Japan.
3: So how much do you think he ends up getting with the fact he's out next year with the Tommy John? <laughs> five hundred.
1: I think it's over five hundred ah. still. I I would think that this is gonna be uh closer to six hundred if I still had to put her down right now. Hmm. It's, it's
0: definitely going to be money. the
2: most expensive. All right, contract can we do the prices
0: right here? So the closest, without going over, we don't need years or anything, just all the right. total just, amount. All right. So I, I'm going to go five twenty-five. All
2: right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go five hundred because because you might as well just go one dollar, you bastard. <laughs> he wants to go to the Dodgers. He wants to go there. From all everything right. we're hearing, they're going to offer him that. Let's see what happens. So five hundred.
3: 487.5 million. Oh, we're
0: going lower. Oh, you still feeling confident? Who was the highest? I was at 525. 526. You son of a bitch.
2: Fumble <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I don't oh. want to play
0: anymore. <laughs> I hate this you. man all. knows how to play
1: prices uh, right. All right, real quick, man. You got any anything else on Hot Stove? Uh, we talked about one soda maybe being traded. Uh, and then Blake Snell, which is a free agent, could sign anywhere. So that that's a great. Uh, Peace, but he's not really healthy a, a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that that's kind of the part for the course of but a lot of like these guys. most
1: starters these days. Right. I mean, everybody's everybody's like Kawhi Leonard in,
3: in, on the mound. So, one question for you, because you're the baseball guy. Give me a percentage chance here the Rangers run it back. Oh,
0: zero. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say like five. I'd give them that. Zero. Zero is
1: probably accurate. It hasn't right? happened in almost – Two and a half decades. I, Even it hasn't Bochy.
3: happened this. It is the Yankees are the last team to do it. That's why it's am curious. It hasn't happened this century. Just follow
0: the trend of the Bochy. It's every other year. He can't so do it back to back. He's shown he can't do it. So what's going to
1: happen is the Braves will probably win next year, and then maybe the Rangers
3: the year after. Rangers got some nice young offensive pieces, though.
0: I like the way he said that. They got some nice young pieces.
3: It's very erotic. <laughs> I went young because they got Josh Young that plays third Jung, Young Jung. Young.
0: Oh, All right, let's put a bow on it with some baseball. Let's kick it out to the West Coast and talk to our boy Jesse Cottrell. He was rocking his Padres gear, but uh, man, he he definitely has a feel and the vibe for the city there. So we hope it shows out to you guys. And I got to get out to Petco, man. I think that's that's where we got to go.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Oh Big Timber Brewery and Tap Room is located in the heart of Appalachia, Elkins, West Virginia. Their name pays homage to the surrounding forests and the industry that built the community. Big Timber makes beer we love and enjoy doing it, creating a product that we, our town, and our state can take pride in. What started as a dream became a reality in 2014 when their first keg went out the door. Their commitment to beer and community continues to grow stronger every day. Pick up a pack of Big Timber at your local store today.
4: All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, we're reaching out to the left coast, to the west coast. Some say it's the best coast. I don't know about all that, but I'm sure as hell certain the weather is much better in sunny Southern California than it is in West by God, Virginia right now. We've been running the annals of baseball. We've had a lot of former players on here, but we want to go to a fan, Mr. Jesse Cotter, wearing the Padres gear. Jesse, welcome to the program. How's it going, brother?
4: I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing over there? Uh, where are you in West Virginia?
0: West, by God, Virginia! Don't you dare say West Virginia without putting the adjective. West by- in- <laughs>
4: That's right. West, yeah. It's, we're doing good here. 81 degrees right now. You know, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> I'd say we're in the uh, we're in the 40s right now. We're, we have the garage
4: yeah. open. Can you
1: see my breath? Look.
4: What are the 40s? What does that mean?
1: <laughs> I don't think you can That's see. Real. It. That's real. That's actual breath, man. That's, That's so good. Us- we have the garage door open right now.
0: That's cuz there's a campfire out here or a bonfire. Yeah. Bro, I got
4: the AC on right now. I don't know what you guys are doing. Nah, we got we got me. logs and fire. That's what we have. <laughs> All right. Nice, so, man. Nice. So where
0: where are you at in Southern California
4: exactly? Uh, I'm about 20 minutes uh, north of Petco. So you okay. You're looking at so- it's called Ramona, California. Little little town up up north of, right above uh you know, where Julian, California is. i'm just gonna say
0: i do and i don't but that's okay okay okay. yeah no, we're just this little little town you know is san diego is san diego in that area the best place to live in the world
4: it absolutely is yeah definitely if you guys uh i don't know skip a few meals you know you probably don't but the tacos here the burritos here boys i'm telling you it's the best in the country you can't get any better
0: so I've heard San Diego, San Diegans, they get really uh, upset when people start telling everybody that L.A. is really the food scene because apparently San Diego will just mop the floor. It's it's, Dude, not, it's, so not, much, it's, it's not, not so close. much it's not so much lip service and dressing; it's actually just good quality ass food.
4: Hey, we're closer to t- we're closer to Mexico than they are. They they can have their you know NL West championships all they want, but we still got the best tacos in the country. So mm. all right, there's so there's always that.
0: What's a good taco for you? What's your go-to?
4: Oh well, uh, carne asada tacos with uh, double corn tortillas. You got the cotija cheese. The I mean, you just come on, man. Let's the guaca the homemade guacamole. You can't have the, the, the sour cream or nothing. But I, I'm a, I put sour cream in my shit. All right, I just, I talk, I Taco Bell the shit out of all this authentic Mexican food, man. That's how they make it's it.
0: Do you tell them you want the Supreme? Because isn't that what Taco yeah. Bell is? They just put sour cream on it. That's how it's Dude, Supreme.
4: Uh, taco shops don't have sour cream down there. It's crema. You got to put crema on it. It's crema, crema, crema. Crema
0: friche? Yeah.
4: Crema friche.
0: Crema <laughs> friche. Uh, this has been the We Don't Know Sports Food Truck hotline. Right. But, uh, no, actually, we're going to talk about some uh, San yeah. Diego culture, more specifically the Padres. We just got done talking baseball. We're off the hills of the World Series. So just wanted to ask you just quickly, what were your thoughts on the uh, the championship round there? And and or are you surprised with the outcome? Just overall, give us your vibe on the World Series, man.
4: I love the World Series. I know that everybody's talking about nobody watching this thing. But Maybe if you're a Jenna. baseball fan, come on, man. Let's go. This is like one of the ones that we're – if your team's out of it, you're, there's still so many different stories. You know, the bochi the angle for me, if you go check out my TikTok, shameless plug, I'm just saying the last two weeks was me just getting after it for Bochi. I mean, what a story, right? How can you not root for a dude like that coming out of retirement to, to really go grab another one for all the old dudes? You know what I mean? It's just, it's very inspiring. Uh, there's a story in every game when people start talking about uh, how baseball, how they need the marquee names in there. That's a bunch, that's a load of crap. Like for me, for Greg, this guy Greg right here, I know he's a baseball guy, oh, so man. um he he probably ate it up just like me, man. And I, I get chills thinking about it, honestly. Like he, the World Series is the World Series regardless of who plays in it. You know what I mean? And the Rangers, they showed up. the The freaking Diamondbacks, they have nothing to be ashamed of. They they have, their fans have the arrows pointing up in Arizona. Unfortunately for the Padre fans, but so- it looks good.
1: <laughs> I agree with a lot with what you said, as far as I was all in it, you know, the world series of the world series, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I have a huge breakdown about this uh, world series from the Arizona perspective. Okay. Come
0: on our show. later. Yeah, You got to listen to the, the early part of the show to catch that. But you know, okay. I, I think that's the thing. Everybody is wanting to hate on it because of the TV ratings. And, and again, we're going to talk about that on the main show, but like, go look at the NBA. It's no different. Like I think sports in general, like, there's so many things out there in entertainment nowadays. Like it used to be when you watched it, it was all that was on. And now there's so many other things to be distracted
4: by. It, it oh, is yeah. what it is. Ooh, yep. I heard that. What are you, What is that? He's got a... Uh, IPA. Of... I knew it was an IPA. I just, I could what? hear it. Tropical little
1: thing IPA. Was that a, a slide or was that a... Uh, no, a no, breeze? bro.
4: <laughs> Whenever I see Greg, you know, it's like uh, a... It's just the uh, ASMR. <laughs> you know about the ASMR? I have no clue. That's when
0: people watch those videos that give them the
4: uh like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. A good still shot though. I can see you both smiling.
0: Hey, that's okay. When it freezes, we just keep rolling, man. It's All right, way. man. You All can't right. you can't ever trust uh the internet out here in West Virginia, but uh we'll clean it up on our end, I promise. So uh let's talk about the Padres, man. You know, they they were uh you know a preseason darling for a lot of people. They spent some money, they had the talent. And uh, as you mentioned uh, before we got going here, they're now managerless. Uh, just how does it feel to be a, a daddy's fan right now?
4: Oh man, to be a Padre fan right now! I just came to the realization that the off season starts now, and there's a one, there's one big giant looming thing for the Padres, and it's going to start every chip. It's Juan Soto. Everyone knows it's Juan Soto right now for the Padres. It's AJ Preller trying to save his ass, and Juan Soto and him are tied together at the hip. So. I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out. I don't think any team out there shouldn't be interested in Juan Soto. I know some people might have a disagreement there. But from what I saw from the kid, he's 100% the real deal. and Whoever gets him is going to be happy. So Padres aren't going to have him. That's my call right now. I'm just saying that I think the Padres are shipping his ass to the highest bidder, and we, and we should at this point. And really you want to
1: say what you say about him whether you like him or not but the dude is an on-base monster.
4: Dude, and he he's a baseball player first and foremost and he steps and he talks about leadership. He's he's all about accountability. A lot of guys in the Padres are not about accountability. I won't mention names but Manny Machado <laughs> king king of pointing outwards and never inwards. Uh, Juan Soto is the exact opposite. He's the kind of guy that's going to say, "Hey, I did this wrong. You guys should do better, too. You know, uh, Manny's not that guy. Fernando, to a degree, isn't that guy. Um, For the most part, they don't have that guy on the roster, unfortunately. And they don't have a manager that's able to hold them accountable. So, Manny just goes, does whatever the hell he wants. He's got the keys to the castle. I could go on for hours and hours about the dichotomy of the Padres, but man. You brought it up about
1: the manager. So, what type of manager and what kind of candidates out there right now are guys you're looking at as a Padres fan that can reel in this locker room and get it to where it can gel to where it should.
4: Give me a catcher, any kind of catcher with some (laughs) sort of freaking credibility. Any guy, Yadier Molina is my dream candidate. Benji Gill is one of my dream candidates. Well, I'm going down the list here of catchers that have some sort of Latin speaking background. I know
1: let's bring Benito Santiago out of retirement. (laughs)
4: <laughs> no, let's, everyone, like, you know, Brad Osmus, all these yeah, guys. But yeah, no, yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of candidates out here. But unfortunately, Preller's so locked in with his micromanaging style. I think he's just going to get a yes, man. It's going to be business as usual. At the best, I think my prediction for the Padres next year is we back into a, a wild card spot. That's, that's my best prediction. This year, I said they'd finish second. I mean, I shit the bet on that prediction, guys. You know, But that's <laughs> just the way you, it goes. Do you see,
1: as far as a manager, like, uh, what, what's your prediction there?
4: We're going to hire that Schilt kid, that guy from the, the Cardinals. Just another guy. Just another run of the mill guy that's going to get into an argument with management and get shown the door. Um, it's, <laughs> but that's, that's how just, it is nowadays.
1: That's how it is. You got
4: three years, dude. And, and the Preller is on a, I believe truly that Preller's on a one year prove it deal with, with upper management. I think Preller's like, it doesn't matter who we bring in as a manager this year. Manny's got to buy in first and foremost. The the name of the game in San Diego is Manage Manny. I'm going to get a shirt made. Whoever you bring in here, please just make sure the guy's able to criticize Manny when he doesn't make baseball decisions. The guy's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame talent. I think we can both agree, but he's not a Hall of Fame leader and he's been put in a position to be a leader on a team where you have all these guys in the dugout looking for somebody. Oh, uh, uh, It was Fernando before he got popped. Let's be real. Fernando was on – his arrow was pointing up. But now it's like – I don't know if it can ever be pointing up again as far as a leader goes. Manny? We've all seen it. Manny's not a leader.
0: Manny's Manny. Not. It is what Manny's it
4: is. Manny's Manny. Manny – you know, history repeats itself. Manny being Manny. Yeah, you know. know, it's just, just <laughs> lather and
0: pee. We'll move forward to right. days. It's the right. same yeah. thing. So, so, so in a perfect scenario – what needs to happen overall for the Padres to kind of right this ship and everything to move in the right direction? Like, what what exactly are the chips that need to fall into place for you guys?
4: Okay, we need to get Preller's hands off the day-to-day operations on the field. You know, Preller's been, uh, you know, having his hands in day-to-day lineup kind of stuff. Xander Bogert's playing shortstop over a Hassan Kim, who's a gold-glove shortstop caliber, you know, every single day hey, kind I- of guy. I-, I
1: need to stop you real quick. So what is your all's? Project or thesis here on baseball. You just sign as many shortstops as you Dude. possibly can. They'll be good okay. anywhere.
4: I get. It. Hey, I get. The, I get. It. I kind of see the rationale, with Preller, because your shortstop typically is going to be your best athlete on the field. You know, F- uh, Fernando, uh, uh, not Grisham, obviously, but, but we're not talking Grisham right now. That's a whole different subject. That but. that
1: Bogart signing was a complete waste of money.
4: It's. It was. It was made in desperation. It was. Uh, Turner didn't sign with us. We offered Turner the fucking house, and then. Oh, God, what do we do? Preller is the typical guy who who manages, who GMs from a position of fear of someone else getting the prize. You know what I mean? Instead of him. You know, it's like no patience at all. He has no job stability. I feel like he knows he's on the hot seat. So he's going to manage like that. He's going to leave a giant fucking hole in his franchise before he leaves. I guarantee you. (laughs) I guarantee you, boys. I mean,
0: that's how it kind of sounds. You know, I mean, I, I'm kind of drinking the Kool-Aid that you're pouring right now. And, you know, well, it, it sucks because of, of all the talent that's out there to feel the way you feel. Man, that sucks. I'll well, feel it, for
4: you. It's silver linings, though, too, boys. I've been a Padre fan for 45 years. I've seen worse than this shit. I've seen it where <laughs> we had, hey, we had payroll before the, before the season. You know, ending 500 would be just our World Series as fans down here. So, yeah, they owe,
1: like, $50 million, and you can't, like,
4: you're getting their own credit? Okay, okay, I get that. <laughs> I did see that yesterday, but what I'm thinking is our owner, yeah, he's worth $4.5 billion, but day-to-day operations, you're not going to take from your piggy bank to pay for, for uh, you know, all your employees, whatever. The, the Padres make plenty of money. Bally's, go look at the Bally's deal. They wrap um, Fucked us. So it's not really the Padres issue. It was more of a Bally's thing. I think MLB actually picked up the tab Well I think Bally's,
0: bit, uh, they're, they're, they fouled bankruptcy. Dude, are, they, are, they sur- are they surviving time, or are they done? Uh-huh. They're completely
4: done. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's, I'm a, I'm a Reds fan. They, they cover Reds out here. I mean, they, oh, nice. So, I mean, they're, uh, they're they're in a lot of lot of trouble there, but you know I I, I wish baseball would do a better job with their TV contracts because like oh, yeah. some of the argument is and and we're talking about why the World Series viewership might have been down, where it's such a you know quote unquote regional game nowadays. But like part of it's because of the way they do their TV packages. I, I don't and you know it's not not making sense for ballys apparently. So anyway, that's just me bitching about TV and
4: whatnot. But speaking of TV, did you guys watch the coverage from Fox and John Smoltz? The debacle that was. Uh I mean, I mean I I watched the majority of it, but go on. I'm just saying, guys, John Smoltz is is, is really pushing on me like hmm, what can kind I of, what's it what's a football announcer that just thinks he's a hot shit? Is it that Dallas guy? Romo Oh yeah, it kinda reminds yeah. me a little bit of Romo. Just, some, just a shade of Romo, quite a, you know, I don't know what it is about Smoltz, but
1: So I've always enjoyed <clears> Smoltz. <throat> not just 'cause I'm a Braves fan, but this past mm-hmm. year it's like he's like getting a little bit uh of, uh, Is it because
0: they pulled Joe Buck away and now he's just like running off I the think rails?
1: So. Dude, that could be
4: it. That could be it.
1: It's like he's getting a little bit of dementia or something. <laughs>
4: he's, he just don't seem right. It's the media. It's the media getting to him, man. Once a good old baseball boy oh. gets into the real media section, they start getting it all probably, man. Here's the funny thing. <laughs> so
1: then the Braves, a couple times a year, do it to where Smoltz comes back. He talks with Frank Cora, Glavin, who's a normal Braves wow. guy. And then uh, Chipper Jones jumps in. Well. They're like you can tell Smoltz what comes walking in, and they're like, "Screw this guy." Yeah, you know, right, like bet,
4: dude. Hey, Chip's like a regular dude like that, man. Yeah, He's and then like, the guy, I'm looking like I'd so, hang out with you. So
1: think about like Glavin and Smoltz. You can't really say on paper who was better than the other one. Clearly, Maddox was uh, the best. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Glavin's like, I'm a typical Braves guy. And you're just gonna walk in here like you own the place. Get the hell out of here.
4: <laughs> Jeez, Brett. Hey, How is Glavin received down there anyways, especially when he went to the Mets? What were no, you no, feeling he, like when he went there?
1: I, I feel like that was at the end, man, and everyone knew it. And typical Braves, they're not going to overpay for someone they don't think they're going to get the value for.
4: No, it's it's a good call by them, obviously. The Braves are the uh, the antithesis of good organizational, you know. They, they are the favorite. I hate saying it because it's blowing smoke up your ass, but honestly, the Braves, the Dodgers – They're all at different levels. The Phillies, they're all at different stages of where they are right now, and the Braves are clearly ahead. National League-wise, you could say playoff baseball is this and that, but fucking how they do it, man.
1: Let's just jump into the hot stove real quick, and before you get rolling with the pods, I mean, like, we're talking about the Braves, and you can touch on the Reds if you want. Um, Seven of our position players are already locked up, so the only thing we have is Eddie uh, Rosario has a $9 million option, for left field, and the dude will hit you 20 to 25 home runs. So they're probably going to lock that, that Probably worth $9 million. So literally, our whole lineup is already locked in. And left. Rosario, man.
4: You sure isn't Juan Soto? Yeah. Nah. Well, sh- shit, I wish. I don't know if the Braves are in those. <laughs> we You We're not guys. Doing, we ain't
0: doing that. Wait, I, doesn't, doesn't the shoe need to drop for Otani first? Isn't that 24. what's going to. I mean, but he, that's going to be what oh, is sorry, Otani right, getting yeah. moved? I mean, that's that's what happens. That's, that's right? the first
4: domino. It's got to be. You think it's the first domino? Not not Juan Soto and seeing how that's going well, to play true, out. That's true too. It
0: right. could be, but I feel like I've seen
1: these hot sobs the past couple of years where like nothing happens to for point. weeks Dad, and weeks. I mean, weeks. Otani's his own thing. Like he's it not is. even really a domino because he's he's is his own
4: stratosphere. He's a unicorn, not a domino. He's going to the Dodgers. Just Probably. Just, Probably, just deal with it. I'm fine with that. I am too, but it's like, come on, already. Jeez, I saw their payroll today. I'm like, you have $230 to play with? What is wrong with these guys? I mean, that's not what's wrong with them. What's right with them?
1: (laughs) I don't care where he goes. I just don't want him to go near Atlanta because he's not worth what they're going to pay.
4: Bro, bro, your franchise will be like a billion dollars more once you sign him immediately. He's definitely worth it financially. But
1: but he's not going to even pitch probably for even half of his contract.
4: I see him going smolty. I think I want to see uh, him go like. This be a, a close. Bob's closing, bro. Just coming in like huffing and puffing. That that makes more oh, sense. Oh, bro, it, throwing a hundred and one, dude. Otani, he's already done the starting thing, right? He's blown out his arm. You know, come on, get him in there, get him on the hill, closing games.
0: But I mean, no, doesn't everybody feel like he's going to come back from that arm surgery again like nothing? Like I, I know, I know it's the second time
4: he's injured, but like he's he's an. Left?
0: He's an android though, like just
4: rebuild. He it. is, I mean, bro. He is. He's a clone. He's a clone for sure. He's AI. He's whatever you want to call it. But whoever signs him is not going to ever regret it. This the, the, the Latani contract isn't going to be looked back on like oh no, because you're going to be a, you're going to have your guy in a hall of fame. Your jersey's going to be on him when he walks into the hall of fame, no matter what it is. Yeah, I, you know? I get
1: that. You're going to make money, but if you have that much of your payroll invested in this guy, are you going to win
4: anything? Congratulations,
1: That's, you made money depends I mean, on who right.
4: you're not getting no chips no no uh, but the dodgers are close they're in there every year it makes sense for them i hate that it makes sense for them i really do boys i really fucking do yeah, he's gonna stay <laughs> right. on the west coast right <laughs> like, he's got a team close? on the west coast what are their, it's not the I'd, padres i'd
1: love to see him go to seattle
4: bro shohei's a smart kid okay he's not gonna go to the padres it's a fucking dumpster fire here this is my team i love them I love them to death, but they're just not the team that a free agent is going to want to go to, especially with the uncertainty. The Giants? Maybe. I don't know. Is Bo Mel really that attractive? Not to me. Not to me. The San Francisco Giants, count them the fuck out, dude. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. They they might be getting like Soto down the road, but the Otani sweepstakes? Directly to the fucking Dodgers. Maybe the Yankees? The The people that just write checks. The Mets, baby. Oh, Tony doesn't want to trash it up with the Mets. Give me a break, dude. You can't, he's, his brand is way too clean for that dirty ass. Sorry, <laughs> I, my bad.
1: I would my love, bad.
4: I would love <laughs> for uh, the Mets to offer him like $100 million more than
2: everybody Deny else. It. And, and just then turn say it nah. down.
4: Just say, nah, bro. And just, oh, yeah, only in New York, right, boys? Only in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love it. All right no, so I just put a, put a bow any
0: other uh hot stove stuff anything else you think that the Padres are after what what's going to be the biggest
2: and,
1: and not only that so we talked about Juan Soto and Shohei the Padres talked about that and also what's the other big chip that we should be waiting to fall
2: yeah
4: uh, Blake Snell obviously the left left-handed pitcher of of the year honestly like dude the guy went out there and bawled. He's going to get a huge contract. What's the dumbass organization that's going to put seven years on him? That's my question. It's not going to be a smart organization like the Dodgers, Braves, Cardinals. You Just go down the list of organizations that don't want to waste a seven-year deal on a guy who's been so inconsistent until this year. (laughs) It looks like the Mets, bro. That sounds like the Mets. But I think Seattle. I think he goes to Seattle. Um, I think that's my first call on him. I think Um, Canadian
1: Biggie would like that.
4: I think it's Seattle, and then the next one I sneaky would be uh the Giants. I think the Giants are are, are sneaky for Snell now that Bowmel's there. You know. He had a Cy Young year with him, he praised him a hell of a lot. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I can see it. Tatismus can... too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: he gives us uh it's like Christmas in July all year round with this guy it with Just
4: trolling the shit out of people. They eat it up, boy. They eat it up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Good so I, I got I got to ask
0: you about Petco, man. It, it's uh you know on on the top of the list on almost any ballpark you look at. Uh, I've not been, you've not been, Greg. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely a place I'd love to go see. I love the architecture where they built it around the supply house there in the outfield. I heard the food scene once again is amazing compared to yeah. other ballparks. So give us a rundown of what's what the Petco experience truly is like.
4: Petco, of course. You got the backdrop. You got Coronado Bay Bridge. You got the the military ships going in and out. I mean, how can you not love that kind of shit? The pageantry of it all. It's baseball. It's Americana. It's downtown in San Diego. There's good-looking chicks everywhere. There is uh, tacos. There's I mean, name it. There, there's this thing called barrio dogs. You you think dodger dogs are good no dude they're gonna take these dodger dogs they're gonna make them twice the size wrap them in bacon put mayonnaise put freaking uh mexican seasonings all over that shit and and you're gonna eat two of them and spend 40 bucks but you're gonna feel pretty good about it Uh, (laughs) (laughs) the beer selection again amazing um guys come here let me treat you guys to a fucking game at petco let me be the the host for you guys to show you what it's all about, boys. I I, I couldn't think of a better time, honestly.
1: Well, he's got me convinced. I know we just hey, got to we got
0: to eyeball the plane tickets
1: and see if we can get a flight for f-
0: less than three thousand dollars, and we'll come. Eyeball
4: the fuck out of those tickets. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it it is uh in that in that top echelon of stadiums and. You know, it, it seems like there's never a bad weather day. I don't know how many rain delays they ever get in San Diego, but it seems like less than one a year. So Yeah, you know, oh yeah I, it's less than one. I, it's, sure. just, uh, <laughs> it's just an amazing atmosphere. And uh, I don't know, them Barrio dogs, I'm kind of hungry. I'm not it's a big fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. hey, I'll, I'll
4: share in. a picture on the group, Grego. I will. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, did, did you grow up in uh, the area or did you move? Yeah. No, grew up here, uh, born and raised. Um, played college ball here, you know, the, the, the whole night, man. Ball to throw that out there. You know, just wait, wait, right, you you got, you got tell yeah, me, yeah. tell me more. No, I'm just baseball background, man. I, I grew up here, uh, played with some ex-major leaguers, you know, uh, that Greg might know. You, you want to name drop a couple? Here not before. at all. Not at all. Nope. That, that's not how it works. But you know <laughs> how it goes, man. If they, if I ever have them on a, a podcast or something, they'll, they'll talk about it, not me. That's for sure. Huh. So mm. I will say that Tony Gwynn ate at my deli. Quite a bit, so okay. we had quite a quite a bit of conversation. Uh, you know, old Tony Gwynn and his son. Dude, so. base,
0: baseball is missing an ambassador of baseball like Tony Gwynn would have been. Like he, I, I cannot think of a another individual that would have been such a representative of the game nowadays. And it sucks that we lost him. And he will always be Mister Padre. And that, it's He's, just
4: thank ah, you, guy. Hey, bro, God, he, for a lot of guys in San Diego, he was a father figure too. He did, he did carried his business the right way. And um, I'll always be thankful for Tony Gwynn showing me how to play ball the right way. You know, he did it. He did it right. Mm. There's got to be a so. statue of him at the stadium, right? there, absolutely is a big bronze one. Yeah, there is, man. Uh, it's it's right out in center field on a on a big grassy knoll by by himself, and it's it's one of my profile pictures actually. So, oh yeah,
0: man, I love, I love Tony guy.
4: Gwynn. I love listening to his hey. interviews too. He's like, golly shucks, you oh, know. He's bro, just, his laugh. I mean, come on. The it's the contagious. Infectious. Yeah, but when he's talking to Ted Williams, he's like a kid. Oh. One of those, one of those interviews he has, a couple of them. Where he, I know exactly he talk, what you're he's talking about. Beaming, he is beaming about baseball and his idol talking to him about just stuff that they only knew. You know, just a different language, dude. It was so cool.
0: It is, it is kind of like their own language. And you watch a guy like Ted Williams, and and, and both of them look at each other with such reverence in that in that sit yeah. down or whatever, and. Like, you're right. They're speaking, like, so many levels above where the rest of us are. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, it's fascinating. I could probably watch it a hundred
2: times and still exactly. not. Exactly. I get dude, goosebumps, close. bro. I'm
4: just – we're I think we're all those kind of guys. We we look at it, for, you know, face value, it's all good. But, like, the nostalgia of it, the feeling of it, you, it, it takes you back, you know, years off your life. Talking about baseball for me is just, like, keeps me young, man. Keeps me young. I may look like I'm aging, but, man, I feel 25 still. You know, Amen. To you boys. Amen. we
0: all get a little gray in the uh the facial <laughs> yeah sometimes. dude it's yeah okay all right so if we come out it's got to be a dodger game right is that going to be the best one sure. to come out
4: yeah uh dodgers braves uh anyone anyone you guys want man i'll talk to greg and set it up man what
0: about i like the is there fights out there like at dodger stadium or are they pretty
4: pretty relaxed uh, no right? you're blowing over here no everything's good I, there's some dodgers <laughs> i went to a dodgers game uh last year there's a big old big old dude that mookie hit a grand slam and Man, he partied for like two minutes in front of me, you know? And I'm like, All right, dude. It's about time, <laughs> dude. Like your endurance is pretty crazy, but now everybody's pretty tolerant, man. We're all we're having a good time. It's San Diego. How can you have a bad time here?
0: That's what I thought. I just be want to real, make bro. sure everybody sees those clips from having, uh LA, yeah. but San Diego is not LA.
4: We're having a good time down here, guys. You know, we really are. Oh <laughs> yeah. Awesome,
0: man. Well, hey, we appreciate you jumping on with us and uh Thanks, we'll guys. be we'll be keeping an eye on the hot stove stuff and maybe, just maybe San Diego, will get their shit together and do some amazing things, and we'll bring you back on, and we can talk about how how wrong you were about the uh, trajectory of the leadership yeah. there, right?
4: All right, guys, thank you. I right, see you, brother. Thanks again, Likewise. man.
3: Don't forget to follow us on all forms of social media: YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll keep bringing you new content wherever you get it. Special recognition to Mr. Brown's Labor of Love, a growing Facebook group, America's Pastime for the Love of Baseball. There, hundreds of former big league players, umpires, managers, announcers, and writers interact with our fans to talk all things baseball. Make sure you find our other Facebook groups as well and give them a like, a follow, and a subscribe to We Don't Know Sports on all platforms.
0: Damn it, like I said, I want to go to San Diego. It's fucking cold here right now. I'm trying to get warmed up. We got some big timber, thanks to our sponsors, as you guys just heard there. But, you know, it's it's football season. We love it. We got the Thursday night game going on in the background, and I'm here for some Will Levis magic. But I just want to kind of start off because, Mr. Brown, you are a Raiders fan, and you were hoping that McDaniels got fired last week before he even got on the plane. Turns out they let him come home only to fire him. The dumpster fire that is the Vegas Raiders, are you at least feeling good that they're going to start over from scratch now?
1: I mean, that's what we do, right? We start over from scratch every about three or four years, I feel like. Um, they got they got rid of Gruden or the NFL. Shift, got rid they of shipped himself. him out, but whatever. <laughs> but McDaniels was never the answer, and I don't like any of these uh, Belichick uh, cast-offs. They're all pieces of is shit. Is
0: Rabel the only one that's done a damn thing? Yes.
1: But I am kind of pissed because I love the fact that the GM's gone and the head coach is gone, and I love the fact that the first move was for the new coach was like saying, Jimmy G, you're benched. We're going to see what the rook can do. Dude, those two throws that he
0: missed Adams on where he was just wide open.
1: Yeah. Dude. I love the fact he made that call, but I'm also pissed off because the window for Devontae's closing, you trade that motherfucker. And get something out of him, and then that's what they should have done. And yeah, Jacobs.
3: True rebuild. You sell him at his highest point. Yeah. We had this discussion. I don't think it was on air, and I told you that I thought that the uh, Raiders in that division should sell off every asset they have, start from rock bottom, build as many picks as they can, and start over. Because in the next five years, at best, you're second in your division, and really your third behind the Chargers. Like, isn't that what the Dolphins did? I mean, look how. I mean,
0: they're like the most exciting team to watch now. Like, I, I'd love to see the Raiders be fucking relevant. I mean, so, you know who you're. The,
1: you're right. The Dolphins have been behind the Patriots and the Bills for so damn long. And now they're like, here, here we time are. To shot.
3: Finally. <laughs> you know who your uh, interim head coach is, right? Yeah. Antonio Pierce, former Giants linebacker. I I like it. Wasn't he on
0: that Giants, the two Super Bowl teams?
3: 2007 one for sure.
2: I'm going to rant. First, I'm going to start with your Raiders. I'll start there. What are they doing? Um, Biggie, off the air, you and I had this conversation a little bit on, you know, a new quarterback, Caleb Williams. He comes in. He has somebody to throw to. He's not. Even if he comes in next year to the Raiders, which I think is doubtful, he's. He's going to be 32. Not Caleb Williams, but um, Devontae Adams is going to be 32. God, he's that old. I guess he has been in the league a minute. Yeah. Caleb's not going to the Raiders. They got like the ninth pick. <laughs> no, no. They're <laughs> going to play. Talk, quit talking about it. As as Mr. Brown says, they're going to be just good enough, just good enough not to get the best picks. That sucks. So, what are they doing? Not only did they say no, they said, hell no. We're not trading Adams. So, they're they're not in contention. Let's be realistic. They're not in contention. They just fired their head coach. You're not you're not firing your head coach if you're in if you're in contention. They fired their head coach, and they're saying, "Yeah, we're going to hang on to Adams." I mean, there's they got good offers. I don't know exactly what those offers were, but sources say good offers. But now the trade deadline's done, come and gone.
1: Next, I don't care what the offers were. Just if I had an offer out the door, I'm cutting payroll.
2: If any, it, if it's anything draft picks, I imagine they got offered first round. I'll, I'll be serious. I For think good round. yeah. Like you'd have to, but if you got a second round, I would
3: take it. Yeah, I would too. For a thirty-two what? year old receiver. Well, I'm curious to see here because I'm glad. So yeah. The guys that were in place, McDaniels and his GM, needed to win this year to keep their jobs, right? So they weren't going to trade off their best players. What I'm interested to see is who they bring in as the next head coach and general manager. Do Adams and Jacobs get traded in the offseason? Do they start a rebuild there? I think... Right? That's why they didn't... That's why McDaniels and the GM both get fired. I don't You're think, not winning with the talent you have and you won't upgrade for other picks.
2: In my opinion, I don't think they, they got fired because they weren't winning. I think they got fired because they said, hell no... I'm not going to trade a 32 year old aging receiver when we don't have a shot. That's why I think that he they got fired. Yeah,
1: and that's not the coach. He got fired too. Yeah, Yeah. it's a package deal, I guess. So I sent you guys
0: the thing about RG3. You and me were talking about this earlier, Mister Brown. And I I don't always agree with RG3 on things, but the the thing he highlighted about how the Raiders have gone and and the way they did Derek Carr, like they kind of sealed their fate from from that point on, right? Like. You had Derek Carr, who was the team locker room leader. You had the John Gruden disaster. So then you have the Henry Ruggs thing. You have the move from Oakland to Vegas. Who was the leader the whole time? It was Carr. It had to be. Why did Adams come to begin with?
3: There was a point where Derek Carr said that he would rather retire than play for a team other than the Raiders. Right. Why do you get rid of that guy? He's the heartbeat of your franchise.
0: And you wonder why everybody's pissed now. You were saying it earlier. How is Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams feeling right now?
1: Oh, they're pissed. They don't feel like there's any direction. They hated McDaniels, and now they're like, who the hell is Jimmy G?
2: And they're like <laughs> they don't, They're pissed. Max Crosby, he's – I mean – I don't think he's complaining, honestly. I think he's just going out there and trying to take people's heads off. Yeah, he's, his motor never stops. He's a bad man. He he's is like a Latimer bad man. From, uh, he,
0: they need to trade him, too, right? From uh, what's that, the
2: program? He's a wasted talent. Head by the, the yes. car window out. Woo! So, yeah! if it's all right with you, I'm going to move on to my next part of the rant the Chicago Bears. <laughs> you're not in contention. You're the Chicago Bears, my team. Chicago Bears not in contention. You love you some Justin Fields. And you trade you trade for a defensive lineman on an expiring contract that you don't even know is going to be there next year. This is the last year of his contract. He's not coming back. If if I'm if I'm if
3: I'm him I'm not coming back to the Bears. So, can I give you an opposite view on this? Ah. Please give him some hope, Biggie. Where are you hurting on the defensive line? Defensive end for sure, but defensive line for sure. So you have $110 million in cap space next year. That's more than any other team in the league. You need help on the defensive side. Monty Sweat is a top 10 pick. You bring him in, you get a trial run with him, and then you can decide if you want to throw money at him or not, and he can decide whether or not he wants to come to Chicago. Because you don't have anything to offer him on the fact of, you know, Hope playing in the playoffs, any of that bullshit. He's got to like the city and the players. You get a proven player as opposed to taking a draft pick. Because you traded a second round for him, you're going to listen to everything Biggie has to say, Mongo. And I you're going to like you. it. I hear you, but that's
2: <laughs> that's a big if. That's a big if he resigns. That's a big oh, if. Yes. Oh. And if you're asking where they need help, <laughs> w- defensive line, gave yes. A rebuttal. Offensive line, yes. Quarterback, they need help. Running back, they need help. Wide receiver, I uh, like DJ more. Other than that, they need help. Cole I don't Komet. like D.J.
0: more. I feel like that's a guy that everyone thinks is a one, and he's clearly not.
2: Cole Komet, he's, he's done some stuff. Maybe he'll be okay. I don't know. But just both sides of the ball, all the way around, they're not even close. They need to acquire as many draft picks as they can. They need a new owner. They need a new GM. And anybody that's coaching that thing right now is going to fail. So if, can, can we go through
0: the, the trades real quick that happened? Yeah, because yes. because we had uh, and by the way, I laugh my ass off because I'm looking at our show notes and it says WFT, but I'm just thinking what the fuck bears because that's what, what you think. Yeah, I was. But, uh, you know, the the, the only other team that uh, hasn't fired a coach, but seems like they're probably ready to is the Washington football team, the commanders, because they got rid of their entire defensive line, it seems like. And, you know the landing spots on some of these people is amazing. So I'm going to go through the trades and just tell me if you guys think this makes sense. So Razul Douglas Packers doubt him to the bills. He has been probably their best cornerback for the last two to three years. He's an interception machine. Uh, the bills have some injuries in the back end. I feel like it's an a plus for the bills.
3: I like the move it helps the bills, a team that's going to need to defend against Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow when they get into the playoffs and they're going to be trailing on the road, growing into the herb. They're going to, they need help on that end. Good move.
0: <laughs> this is a guy that gets like six-plus interceptions a year. But doesn't he still represent the Mountain State? West, by God, Virginia. I'm he all, sure as hell does. I'm all in. I love the little career Rizul Douglas has carved out for himself. All right, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Hold on. The, oh, hold on. On. Oh, on.
2: You have something to add? I, I do. Zul. I do.
0: Mongo, go. Um,
2: so, I, do you think this is a sign that the Packers are giving up on Jordan Love? I think they're just giving up on the season.
0: Just I don't know season. if they've given up on Jordan Love, but I think uh, – Yeah, it's too early for that. The
2: Packers were
0: – they're cash-strapped. They've done a terrible job. Their salary cap – like, when they got rid of Aaron Rodgers, you thought they would have all this money, and they didn't, man. They, they've they screwed up. And Razul Douglas is a the guy they signed. It wasn't a big contract, but I think the Packers are going to be going through trying to offload some of these deals. They've spent a lot of money on, on not important positions. Yeah.
3: To to your question, Packers GM this week was asked, what does the future hold for you at the quarterback position? He said, Jordan Love has a very important 10 games ahead of him. They have 10 games left in this season. I think that says what you said. They're not out on him yet, but they definitely ain't in It on definitely it.
0: could happen by the end of the year where they could say, I've seen enough, time yep. to
3: move on. Um, Donovan
0: Peoples-Jones from the, the Browns, who I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, when we did the Halloween trick-or-treat candy, they were the circus peanuts because fuck them, that's why. They're terrible. Donovan Peoples-Jones, he's a speedster. If there was a team to go to, the Lions?
2: Like, they just picked up another offensive weapon? Is that what we need out there? Like, what a win for the Lions, right? I think it's a good move for the Lions. I don't know what the Browns are doing. I get that they feel like maybe they've got some talent elsewhere. um, But the, uh, the Browns are in it. The Browns are in it. I, I
1: I love what the Browns been doing on the field. Like yeah. to me, that team's a contender. So this doesn't make sense to me. Really it, weird move. That's a team that's like fighting for a wild card. So I mean, like to me, I think that's a bad sends a bad message to that locker room saying we're giving up when you dudes are out here busting your ass. I know they just, we just lost the week. The, they just Horrible, lost to yeah. Seattle, but Seattle's a good team, and and they won at the that, last. That's play. a like, slap was, in the face from ownership with the with the effort these guys have been giving in Cleveland. All right, we're talking about Washington. Chase
0: Young, a huge draft uh, you know, prospect. He's been very injured, not playing. He's been better lately. They sent him off to San Francisco. I have a feeling that Chase Young, now that he's going to be playing like on the same line, is probably one of your best defensive players, if not the best defensive player in the league with Bosa. Like,
3: Does Chase Young have a career renaissance here and all of a sudden becomes valuable? Career renaissance? Dude's an absolute stud. This is the best thing could happen for the 49ers. Everybody's down on them. They lost three straight games. Defense ain't playing well. Brock Purdy, oh, everybody's figured him out. They probably <laughs> wouldn't have made this move if they're sitting at 7-1. and one. Now your bookends are Nick Bosa and Chase Young. Dude, when they get into playoffs, they're going to be knocking people's freaking heads off. Why'd they go for an end? You look at that play in the Vikings game we talked about before where they had to blitz because they weren't getting pressure. Now they will get that pressure. They got a bye week. They'll get it figured out. This is one of those... Ooh, we did it because we can, kind of things. Hundred
1: percent, real quick. So, Chase Young is going to be that dude if he don't have to sit here and be like, like the dude every play. If he's getting a play off of the other guy and like feed off of each other, absolutely, he's going to be a menace on that side of the ball. He's going to go back to the studies been. And like you said, we did it because we could do. it. So the rich just got richer here in San Francisco is
2: probably. Up at the NFC top again despite three straight losses. Mr. Brown, I hundred percent agree with you. This was a move San Francisco had to make for a third round pick to get it. What are you gonna get better in the draft than Chase Young or uh the Bears, what they got uh sweat for? Same thing. What are you gonna get better than that if you're the Washington football team or the Washington skin manders? Whatever
0: <laughs> skin manders. Yeah.
2: Salamanders. <laughs> Put that on a t shirt. Yeah. So, I, I, what, are the, what is Washington doing? They're trading away talent. No, I agree. That's a bad deal for Washington because that's a number two pick overall,
1: and you're getting back third round talent. So, talking about selling low.
2: Not only that, his contract is about up. So, you yeah, know what? He's free agent in the year. You know what would have happened? They, If they didn't re sign him, they would have got a compensatory
1: no, I get third that. round I get pick. I get
2: that. I get that. Third round pick. They basically. Got nothing out of him.
3: Nothing. You know what's interesting about this is that the Red, red uh, Washington GM, so here's how it breaks down. In the NFL now, if you have a minority GM who gets hired, or he's an assistant GM, he gets hired to another team as a general manager, you get a third-round compensatory pick. The really? Washington commander's wow. general manager was underneath John Lynch in San Francisco. When he went to Washington and became the GM, the Niners got a third round pick for him. What did they just <laughs> trade for Chase Young? I thought right back. What a stupid rule, uh, Biggie. Thank you for bringing that in. I- the Niners have benefited from this rule greatly. They got a pick from <laughs> D'Amico Ryan's becoming the head coach of the Houston Texans. They got a pick from uh, uh, Mike McDaniel's, who identifies as something. He made it clear. Oh, what he yeah, did that. I didn't know that until like last week that
0: Mike McDaniel's is a, uh, a half African American. Yes, sir. Did you know that? I thought he was pretty uh, fly for a white guy. He, give it to me, baby. That's what I thought. Uh, all right, we got more trades. We got to keep going. Uh, Ezra Cleveland went from the Vikings to the Jaguars. I don't really care about that one. It's but, great depth for them. But the Vikings also went and got a quarterback. All right, can we give a moment of silence for Kirk Cousins?
1: I appreciate that. That's enough. yeah. That
0: was enough. But, you know, Kirk Cousins, who... We were in love with the way he started the season, although the Vikings weren't playing well. They started to turn the corner. The Vikings felt like a team that you didn't want to play, and they went to – you talk about teams giving up. Arizona was like, ah, you can have Josh Dobbs, but I guess Calamari's getting ready to come back. He's going to
1: come back with uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Connor. Yep, they're coming
0: back next week. So uh, it'll be a new look Cardinals all of a sudden, but how do you feel like Josh Dobbs – Let's go to Mongo since you're a uh, Mr. Bears fan, NFC North here. Does Dobbs on the Vikings do anything for you? <laughs> it's not terrible. I mean. <laughs> you're not scared of it. Yeah. Th- <laughs> who's the Vikings backup? Do you know, Biggie?
3: He's starting this week. Uh, he's a rookie from BYU, yeah. Connor Hall.
1: I was going to say, if, you, if it's that bad, do you feel like you're going to trade for Dobbs? Yeah. Like, I feel like your future is pretty bleak. But, you they, know, Steelers
2: <laughs> fans right now probably wish they had Dobbs yeah. after yeah. seeing Trubisky
1: last week. Oh, they God. traded
2: yeah. a late-round pick for Dobbs. Yeah. So they're going to give Hall the shot this week and see what happens. I mean, and they got Dobbs for, like, a seventh-round
3: pick. So. You put Hall in there, you let him play. If he's serviceable, you finish the season out with him because he's a rookie. You're not paying him a whole lot of money. You don't have Kurt Cousins sign next year. If not, you throw Dobbs in.
1: And Dobbs is a backup anyway. All right, yes. just just to
0: keep moving here, uh, we got Montez Sweat went to the Bears. I feel like this is one of those things. That's the it.
1: weirdest move the, of all. The all phone
0: of. rang. The Bears answered it and said, "You want to oh. get rid
2: of who? Wrong okay. number. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, wait. I'll talk to you. <laughs> How high of a pick would you like?
0: <laughs> what the hell are the Bears doing? Like, why do this? But I guess why does Washington just said they're they're just selling off everything. But why do the Bears answer the phone on this if you're trying to rebuild?
2: This is the this worst is in, all of the, in all of the
3: trades, I feel like, not just because I'm a homer, this is the worst one. It's the one that makes the least amount of sense to me. A team that's not contention going after a defensive piece like the Niners going after Chase Young makes total right. sense. You guys going after Sweat, it just doesn't make sense. Like If, they, there,
0: if, if this was the Seahawks at least not for this or the Dolphins or... Or the Patriots – no, not the Patriots, sorry. You know what I mean. We're going to make a run. We're going to make a run now. (laughs) This is the piece you needed. We're going to the quad. (laughs) Is KFC still open? (laughs) All right, we got Contavious Street went from the Eagles to the Falcons. I don't care. Leonard Williams goes from the Giants to the Seahawks. That's not terrible. Uh, Kevin Byard, uh, great safety for the Titans, goes to the Eagles. So the Eagles got some extra depth there in the back end. But that kind of rounds up your uh, your trade deadline moves. There,
1: I feel like of all the trade deadlines, NFL is always the weakest of the NBA and MLB. Why is that? You think?
3: I don't know. It's just harder there's to go so from much team to go to team team. into transitioning. If you're in the NBA, you play ball, you can fit in with guys at a transit, at a deadline. If you're a pitcher in Major League Baseball, you're still a pitcher. In football, it's just so much different. I just can't believe there's not
1: one team out there that could. Find out a way to get Devonte Adams. Like it blows my mind how ignorant this trade deadline is. Maybe they're just not willing to get rid of him
2: yet. <laughs> that was the thing. The Raiders said, "Hell no," they well, weren't even entertaining well, offers. They're
1: jackasses. That's why yeah. we've sucked for almost three decades now. So as we're talking
3: NFL and trades here and things that don't make sense, this is Week Nine of the NFL season, right? So most games have played. Most teams have either played seven onto their eighth, or they played eight already. Thirty-two teams in the league. I'm going to name guys off to you. This is one-third of the NFL, not halfway through the season, is on a backup quarterback. Will Levis, Gardner Minshew, P.J. Walker, Zach Wilson. I get it was early, but they thought they were going to have A-Rod. Mitch Trubisky, Tyson Bajent, Jared Hall for the Vikings, Falcons switched to Taylor Heineke, Raiders are on Aiden O'Connell, who's actually their third quarterback to start a game this year. <laughs> and the Cardinals are going with Clayton Toon, until I don't comes even know high. who
0: half these people are. And you wonder those why are, the rules are those, meant to not hurt quarterbacks. Yeah. You can't even sneeze on them. This is why. That's that amazing. is what I was
3: thinking when I read this list. A 30-year league is right here, and they, they wonder why there's a flag when they think you might have went high. And you wonder why
0: quarterbacks get paid more than everybody else. I mean, it, it hinges on so much. And, you know, I, I'm going to use that segue into our power rankings. All right, I wanted to bring that up real quick because there's so much volatility. There's so many injuries out there. So much, it's football, right? It's still a physical game. So you mentioned all these teams that are having changes at the quarterback. One that hasn't, but they dropped out of our top 10 in power rankings are the Buffalo Bills. I just wanted to take a second. I still had the
3: Bills in my top 10. But I, did I as well.
0: But, but if you guys did, they were like nine. I think I had them at eight. But that's still- They were a 10 for me. Right? You know what I'm saying? I had him at 11. You know, and where did you have Mongo? Do you remember? Oh, are we
2: talking like beginning of the season? You, 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 to Mongo's (laughs) credit, let the record
0: show in this episode. He said that the Bills will not make the playoffs. How do you feel about that statement? Well,
2: well, 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 I said that the Bills wouldn't make the playoffs, and now- I. Because of the Aaron Rodgers injury, I think they might go in as a wild card team.
1: Oh, don't change your tune now. We were given your chance to
2: shine.
1: You saw the Jets hey, won no, this Matt, week. It's, it's not just about the division. Clearly <laughs> the Dolphins are going to win the division. They're not going to get in as a wild card. Jets have been on a roll. Jets
2: Jets it, could steal overtime.
1: That, that Jets-Giants
0: game was the worst game of the year. That was terrible. I, I, I watched the end. Of, I couldn't believe it went to overtime. How did that even happen? What a dog shit
1: game! How does New York have the two worst franchises in football right now? It's like they're so damn bad. Just put them together. Put them together, and you get the set. Put put the team together, and cut the rest. And then let's get an expansion team somewhere else of that crap shoot up there. <laughs> just can we combine
0: them? That's, That's all what we need. gotta do. That's all we need.
1: All right, so we got
0: some big games this weekend, and you know, let's start with the Dolphins. There is in Germany, Frankfurt, right? Or Frankfurt Frankfurt. is in Frankfurt. So the chiefs and the dolphins, Tyree Hill talking about how he's got something to prove. He's got, he said, we're going to show them what we got. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, the chiefs, they've been a little shaky here, but in our power rankings, we still got the chiefs in the top three. So what, what are, I mean, we'll get to our, we got our stone cold lead pipe locks episode coming up. We'll, we'll get into more about what we think there, but just from, the outside looking in at this game, what are your thoughts? What what happens here? Somebody, Who's the contender and who's the pretender?
3: Not to give away where I'm leaning when it comes to picks. Oh, I do like tell. to go here. Do this tell. game is much more important for the Miami Dolphins, who have had two opportunities this year against the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles to prove that they are a contender and they've been beaten by at least two scores in each game. Both were on the road. Another road. Wow. Well, I mean, it's Germany, so it's not in Arrowhead. But this game means a lot to the Dolphins. It's important to the Chiefs, but it means a lot more to the Dolphins.
1: I agree 100%, and I'm not going to elaborate any further. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping these picks
0: close to the chest. I think the Dolphins, uh, they, they have not beaten a competitive team, right? Like they they whip the ass off of bad teams. And then when they get the prime time, the spotlight, they they fall back a little bit. This is a neutral site. It's a long trip for Kansas City. Not quite as long for Miami, but still a long trip. I, I think Miami finally gets over the hump here and they're going to be that that top tier AFC team and we're going to be asking a lot of questions about Kansas City. They will not be in our top five power rankings next week. That's my prediction. That's a bold prediction. It is. All right. So, let's keep going. We got some other big games. The Cowboys and the Eagles. All right. So, I feel like the Eagles take care of business here. Do you guys want to elaborate anything different here?
1: I think
3: it'll be a good game.
0: So, it'll be a good game. Do you think the Eagles win?
3: I think it's a divisional matchup between two teams that like to smack each other in the mouth. Thank you
1: for not answering my damn question, you Uh, Chad. We never spill into our picks here, man.
0: Nah, we got to give the the listeners something here. (laughs) I'll say this. Not everybody's
3: a degenerate gambler. Coming off last week's Sunday night football victory over the Miami Dolphins by two scores. Jalen Hurts is running around with a bum knee. The Dallas Cowboys need this game more than the Eagles do. Dak's having his best game of the season. Can he do it two weeks in a row? We shall see. Is
0: it This game is uh, – I don't even know where it's at. I didn't put that in I orders. think
3: it's in Philly, ain't it?
0: I think it
2: is. I can't remember. You're right. Cowboys need this game more. They need it because they're in a worse spot, but they ain't going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The DeMar
0: Hamlin Bowl. Uh, we're back in Cincinnati where Buffalo is coming in to, to play the Bengals who have been looking a lot better, especially coming off the bye. They got the big win against San Francisco, and the Bills have been a little up and down, right? right so-, so, listen, I
1: don't even care to spill the beans here. I don't care what the spread is. I'm going bangles so big and can go around the table. Bangles. Bangles.
0: Right, I, I, I'm Homer, obviously, but I feel like when I saw Joe Burrow, like, run design draw plays and evade multiple sack attempts and fire the ball down that like, He's back, baby. I'm feeling It's just good.
1: weird to me how like, it takes him so many weeks to warm up.
0: <laughs> and, well, this year he had the injury. I'll give him the calf injury. But like when they start running, this, like he was running down the field. Like, I want to knock on the door and be like, are you still in there? It's just what they are. They start out crappy, and then they end up being this beautiful thing. Mm. Uh, and then uh, another huge game, you got Seattle playing Baltimore, Battle of the Birds here, but it's in Baltimore. So I feel like Baltimore probably gets this one just because it's on the East Coast. But did you think this would be that big of a game at this point of the year? This is huge.
1: I feel like it would be a good game. I feel like Baltimore's done better than I thought they would. um, But I always felt like Seattle would be in there because I I felt like Geno was the real deal. I always thought that, like, I love Gino, but, like, you never know if they're going to be able to put it together
0: two years in a row. We always see the sophomore slump, right? And I know he's been in the league a minute, so maybe he's immune to that. But usually, once you get tape on people, it gets a little different. But Gino's played really well this year.
3: No, he hasn't. Um, <laughs> the numbers. This is another game where oh, wow. the cleaner you think team Gino
0: hasn't played well.
3: No, he hasn't. I'm no. with I'm with Biggie on this. All right. One. Uh, I think
0: I think he's played I mean they're what, 5 and
1: 2. So you think he's played bad enough they should have been benched for his backup? No.
3: No. Oh. No, but he's been careless with the ball. Um I think this will be a really good game. I like the Ravens to come out on top. They've been playing good, clean football and as long as uh they stay healthy. I like what they're doing. It <sighs> It'll be a really good game between two teams that were both in the playoffs last year, both going to be in the playoffs this year. And Geno Smith and the uh, Shadow Shayhawks are currently in first place.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, a healthy Lamar Jackson, at least going into this game, he's healthy. And Geno has been more like the end of the season last year rather than the beginning when he was hot. That's the Geno we're getting right now. He's throwing just as many interceptions as, as as touchdowns right now. And I'm I'm with you, Ravens. He's got nine touchdowns, six interceptions. He's yeah. got sixteen
0: hundred yards, and they're five and two. And, and honestly, I watched a little bit of the beginning of that Cleveland game. They jumped up 14 to nothing against a really good Cleveland defense. I thought they were going to blow him out. Came back down to earth, but when they had to, he scored at the end when they needed it. So I don't think he's playing bad. I think they've just played some really good teams so far.
2: Nine touchdowns in seven games.
3: That, he's got... What's the record? He's got two touchdowns, four interceptions, and two fumbles in the last two weeks. All right. All right. So so you think he's going to
0: fall apart against Baltimore's defense?
3: He's going to be Indeed. what he's always been. I think he's going to continue down the same path he has he is. been. All right.
0: All right. They yeah. are who they we thought they were. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think... I think it's still a young Seattle team, and Gino is the right guy for that team.
1: I do like the fact, though, that once Lamar got paid, he's still out there balling, and I love that about him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got his guaranteed money and all that yeah. stuff. Mama wasn't dude, the best. Dude agent.
3: is still
1: out here balling.
3: But,
0: I, you know, I don't know. You never know what Baltimore team you're going to get.
3: Well, and the thing about Baltimore, too, is the team you see right now, is that team still healthy enough to get to the playoffs? They always have issues at running back with the injuries, and In the last two years they've made the playoffs – isn't it both years Lamar was watching from the sideline? Or last year, he didn't even go to the game. No, but he's still, yeah, he didn't go to the game. Well, I mean, because he's, he's injured is what I'm getting. Can he make it through the whole season? Yeah, we don't
0: know how Lamar is going to go until week 10. You got to get to week 10, and then you're going to see how many limps he has, how many muscle
2: tissues are a little pulled, a little,
0: you know, I mean, it's just, you don't know yet.
2: As long as he's healthy, they're a contender.
0: Yeah, as long as he's healthy, he's, he's a dynamic player that can beat any team in the league. You know, we saw what they did to the Lions. I mean, that was, you, you, nobody called that. We had the Lions across the board last week, but we'll get to our NFL Stone Cold lead pipe locks on our, uh, other show. Make sure you check that out, but let's, uh, let's wind down our football conversation. We got some college football I gotta get to. So number one, the CFP came out. We got our first, uh, view of what the committee thinks, your playoff teams right now would be Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, who's 8-0, is on the outside looking in. How do you feel about that so far, and is this going to change dramatically between now and the end of the season?
3: Well, I think that Washington continues down the path they're on. They'll get in because Michigan, Ohio State, one of those two are going to knock themselves out. And uh, Florida State's played so many close games. I wouldn't be surprised if they slipped up in the ACC championship game. I do think that an undefeated Washington team will get in.
0: Not so fast. Ohio State and Michigan both get in. Ooh. So we're doing two from the Big Ten and th- two from the SEC? I think we're just doing <laughs> – well, that's a possibility. Uh, who's the two from the SEC? Is it going to be Georgia and Alabama? Well, Alabama ain't dead yet. They're not. It's not but- Alabama. But I think Alabama is going to lose – if they play in the SEC title Georgia game, and who else?
3: I think that it's going to be Georgia and Alabama in the SEC title game. And if Alabama beats them in that game, they'll make the playoff.
0: So that was that's what has to happen. The difference in the Big Ten is they play each other at the end of the season or Ohio State and Michigan. They would not rematch. Yes. yes so true. that's why I think both will get in. Because I don't see any of them beaten uh, getting beat by anybody well, else. Oh, he
1: just missed a big throw.
0: Who did? Will Levis, Mr. Mr. Mayo. Thursday night game in the background, fellas. All right, so uh, Georgia. Chad, is Georgia a lock? Georgia's a lock. Georgia's a lock. Uh, Florida State, I don't think they get in.
3: I think they lose before they get there. They're, One they're, loss takes them out.
0: Yeah, because they're in the ACC. And i I, feel, I love to see them get in somehow. I, I, is, is the Pac-12 going to go out with a team in the CFP? I would like to see it. I think it will. I think it's going to be Washington and Oregon. It's not going to be... Uh, USC obviously they're dead. Uh, the Big Twelve has a fighting
3: chance with Texas and Oklahoma. So I was going to ask you last year the Big Twelve as it stands, Texas is uh, seventh, Oklahoma is nine. Do we get one of those two teams into the CFP? I, I don't
0: think so. I think I, I think both of them lose another game. They haven't looked that good. No. Nope. Oklahoma almost lost to UCF, who WVU dump trucked this past week. So no, no
3: chance no chance. So up the top. Four teams that are like in that. there. Who are your two locks? My two locks, uh,
0: I I think Georgia and Michigan are my two locks. All right, those hey.
3: are my two as well. I think Ohio State, Ryan Day, he's going to cry so much it looks like he pissed his pants because they're finishing fifth.
0: I, he just needs to go beat up Lou Holtz some more and he'll yeah. feel better about it. But I want to go to Michigan because that's been the talk of the Big Ten their uh, sign-stealing scandal just keeps unraveling. They're paying Division Three coaches. They're going to multiple games. And I know everybody Everybody will say every team and every organization cheats a little bit. We saw it in baseball with the Astros. We see all that stuff. But, like, you're going to the point where you're paying Division Three coaches to go to these games and record. And now the Big Ten schools are saying, like, Michigan needs to pay, and they need to pay now.
3: Everything to this point is still... Allegedly. The video I've seen. Allegedly, my ass, they got names of who's doing it. Fake names. What?
0: He's a staffer. He works for him.
3: Who's paying him? He's born in Columbus. What I read, I was listening to this Dave Portname. had this great thing. And it's sabotage from the inside. It's guys coming up with a sign stealing scandal to try and take down Michigan
0: because. It was me, Austin. It was me all
3: along. The thing I saw that was the most interesting to me in the entire story is that apparently Michigan had a guy named Colin Stallions, yes. which isn't his real name. That's not his real name. I didn't know that part. He was able to get on the Central Michigan sidelines in full Central Michigan gear like he was a coach or a trainer. How did they not know he wasn't a part of their team what? so that he could pre-scout Michigan State? That is amazing. I mean, it almost sounds like Neon bodo. It's just
1: so far out of it. <laughs> yeah, ah, <yes. laughs> Nick Nolte's not walking
0: through
3: that door, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at this stuff differently, too. Like, if everybody in the stadium can see what you're doing, what's it's, the it's deal? one
0: thing I think it's one thing to see it and make adjustments. It's another thing to, like, scout teams and record their sideline and to do all that. that. That's a little egregious.
3: Yeah, but... No, I agree. I'm just saying... If in the game, I can look and see what you're doing. What's the difference if I have a guy on my sideline during the game and I, I make adjustments for the second half? But to the point or of where you're, my pre scouting, like you're paying you're a not guy to go, anything. sitting
0: in the stands, and like you're seeing who's in the CFP. It's like well, we better go to Georgia this weekend. We need to pay some schmuck to go down there yeah.
3: and record their sideline. I just like when a guy when a runner gets to second base, they switch the signs up, right? I guess. Like if you wanted to get around it in your college football, just put everybody have a headset. I, I agree. The fact that college football has advanced to the
0: point it is now and they don't have the headset in the quarterback's ear, that is stupid. Yep. Like, don't tell me. Is it because Miami, Ohio can't afford it? Is that what it is? Well, the thing, too, is that college is expensive enough. They're ripping everybody off. We, we all think headphones.
3: the signs on the sideline are cool when they show a bobblehead or a duck. But I, how <laughs> how dumb do you have to be to not be able to pick up every time it's duck, corso head, Thumbs down Aztec, they blitz. You know, what I mean like Biggie's been stealing signs off the sideline. He just called out a play. Well, I'm trying to get Neil Brown some Ws because we're stuck with him, but he won't listen.
0: He's gonna win just enough games this year to survive, isn't he? Yes. They're gonna win like seven games. And how are you gonna fire somebody who's seven and five?
3: Not when you gotta pay him that much money. Wow.
1: Easy. Here's the damn door.
0: <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> we need to contribute to the Mountaineer Athletic Fund. All right, so uh, last uh, I don't
3: know. Do I have anything else? Who put JMU in here? Was that you? I dude? did. So there's a rule in college football. It's another one of the really stupid f and just dumb f and <laughs> things that the freaking college <laughs> I love football how does. Saying f and yeah, what well is an because effing, I I would.
0: Uh,
3: he means freaking So all well, these Holy stupid geez. fucks. It's just another way. Oh, it's crap. like the Raekwon battle transfer shit. So JMU is a. Uh, Division 1 AA team that played for like oh with North gosh. Dakota State for all those championships, right? They're in that same realm. They were always one of the top four teams. They've got a great program. They transitioned to D1. Last year, they went eight games. Not eligible for a bowl game because when you transition to a higher level, you have to play at that level for two years before they'll let you go to the postseason. They're undefeated this year. They're in the top 25. They can't even go to a bowl game? That is bullshit. That yep. is some Bullshit.
1: Why I saw that? them creep in a top 25 and I literally I was mowing grass and I looked down at the rankings and I literally stopped mowing was like, holy shit. Why is that a rule? Like, what's I the, really stopped? Th- I don't know. What's the purpose of that? It's like, like to a, me, you're
2: there. Let's go. It's a too close to the end zone penalty, is what it That's is. That's what it is. I, <laughs> oh.
0: We need to either move you up or move you back, depending on how we like yeah. your chance. But
3: just think about how backwards that is. So you're telling them that even if you're good enough in your first year, you can't go. How? So if they go two and ten, it's fine. If they were eligible, they're not good enough to get there. I feel like I sure as hell wouldn't put them in my rankings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just you don't even get to be ranked. Yeah. Do they do that in March Madness too?
1: Oh god. Like, no, everybody's already in there.
3: I think everybody's eligible that way. Because they do
0: like 360 schools. What kind of
1: system is where they're good enough to be ranked in the top 25 of the country and you can't even go to the postseason? You tell me the Gasparilla Bowl doesn't want JMU,
0: an undefeated team? Give it to them, man. Yeah, got all those fans would travel. The San
1: Diego County Credit Union Bowl. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Homer well, alert here. We had a. Uh, didn't Creed sing the song, What's This Life For? What's His Life For? So that's exactly what JMU's feeling what like. What is right now? this life for? Because it's are, not for a bowl game. Why are we playing? We're getting out of hand.
3: Hey, a, do you know where former polka standout and state champion Tim Lyle played his college ball?
0: JMU. Yeah. I remember that.
3: You, you, you took that from me, Biggie.
0: Oh, is that what you were going to say? Oh, there's no way oh, he was going there. Geez. Our hometown no, 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 connection. Our hometown connection. I'm but sorry. Do you know where his uh, brother played college football at, though? Marshall. He did play Marshall, and that's what I was going to ask. Like, when Marshall made the transition, I felt like they didn't sit out. I felt like they jumped right into
2: it. Transition means a whole different thing. Now, it does. Actually.
3: I forgot what
0: year we're in.
3: Damn it. 30 years ago. <laughs> It meant something different in 1997 or whatever. That that is weird because I remember him going. Motor um, City Bowl.
0: Yeah. A little Caesars Bowl now for you guys paying attention at home.
3: We need a statistician here to tell us if that's always been a rule or if it's just a rule that I'm really paying attention to now.
0: We need to put that on Indeed. We need an in-studio statistician or producer. If anybody is listening in the Charleston metro area. We would love to have
2: you come be a part of. We don't know sports and keep us in line. I'm sure, like the SEC is like, listen, listen, you all. We need to get Vanderbilt in there. Why do we have this division? <laughs> Vanderbilt needs to be in a bowl. Game.
0: Is Vanderbilt a real thing?
2: Are they, are they like? How does the SEC treat them? They they might not even exist. It might just be all made up. It's just an illusion.
3: Probably have like a good volleyball team.
0: I do like their basketball court where their uh, benches uh, yeah. sit lower than. Have you ever seen that? Where they're... Their benches are lower than the court level. Like Somebody could die.
3: Like, Doesn't it cost more to be in D1, right? Travel costs and all that sort of stuff? I would imagine. So if you were good enough to make a bowl game and bring that money into your university, why are they denying it from you? It costs more money on the scholarships too, right?
0: Because you have to have more scholarships. That's the difference in the divisions, right? That's why you have a lot of walk-ons at the lower level versus the major level.
3: Just very bothersome. Mm, All right,
0: speaking of bothersome, my urine is about ready to explode out my bladder. I see a thumbs up from Mr. Brown. Same here. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Mongo, do you got some mentionable moments? I got some mentionable moments. I can't. Just mentionable. Is that it? Mongo's mentionables? Well,
2: I removed mentionable because if they weren't mentionable, they're just moments. I wouldn't bring it up. That's right. I can't keep track. Mongo's moments. You're always throwing me
0: curveballs. All right, let's go drain the main vein. We'll be right back. (laughs) I feel better after coming back from uh, using the restroom there, but Mr. Brown, your campfire, your bonfire is calling our name. Yeah, it drew me in, and you made me come back to this. I know. We got to figure out a way to take the podcast outdoors. I tried to wander away. Ah, We need a longer extension cord, damn it. But we just got a few things to get to. We we don't talk a ton of NBA, but we got to hit that real quick. We got some Mongo's moments coming up, and we got a weird hockey thing that happened, but... Let's talk about James Harden. He got dealt after all that nonsense. They got him out of the strip club. I heard they didn't let him on the team flight with the Sixers. They finally dealt him out there to the Clippers. Is that a game changer for the Clippers, or is this just more chaos?
1: That's where he wanted to go. But uh, <laughs> so, have you seen a video where he walks into the uh, locker room, Biggie, for the Clippers?
3: I, I've seen like the first 10 seconds of it, and that was it.
1: So – James Harden comes walking into the Clippers locker room, and Terrence Mann, who's uh, I guess going to be the one who's going to be like losing some minutes. I because, know he's on
0: my fantasy team. Uh, Harden
1: came in, but like yeah. literally, he sat back and wouldn't even look at the dude. And then no one came up to uh, Harden at all, other than Russ was in the background yelling, sitting beside a man, and he was just like, "Hey, bro, how's it been?" You know. And then they went up and started like hugging after the fact, but. There was not one teammate to the Clippers that walked up and was like, welcome to L.A. Who would want to play with this guy?
0: He's been a problem everywhere he goes. He always wants to get we, traded. How many more teams does he even play for?
3: We've had this discussion before. He's a guy at the Y that you don't want on your team. He's a trucker.
1: It's Think that, about that. Yes. Though. He walks in and literally no one comes up to him like, welcome. You know Do th- you bad, see his comment? How bad does that make you look?
3: Talking about playing in Philadelphia for Doc Rivers and now Dick Nurse, he said, uh, I'm not a part of the system. I am the system, or something Shit. to that effect."
2: Four teams in four years—that's yeah, the system. <laughs> just,
3: just go be
0: a cancer, and when things don't go well, but,
2: but they are the problem.
3: It's always yeah. the other person. James Harden's one of the most overrated players in the history of basketball. Yeah, I mean, that, for me,
1: Philly—the trade they made—they made their team better. Because they got like three professional basketball and players. got rid of Harden. They got draft picks. They got rid of Harden. Um, this means Tobias Harris gets to open up and get the ball more with uh, Embiid. So I think it's going to be a great thing for Philly. Plus they got like Batum and uh, there's some else. There's, like three dudes that came over. But Philly is better after this. And all this makes LA is is another story in the Hollywood Times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's exactly That's right. All right, so we got Mongo's Moments coming up. Before we get to that, I, I don't follow hockey terribly well. And, and I, I know Tommy, who's not with us, Turbo, he was talking about a guy named
3: Adam Johnson was playing on a team over in the UK. Is that right? Yeah, he's uh, originally from Minnesota. I think he had a cup of coffee in the NHL.
0: Yeah, and uh, so he died uh, terribly on, on the ice. Anytime you have a player that dies during a game, it's never a good thing. We we talked about the Bengals and seen Bills the video? playing, uh, where you had Demar Hamlin. We like we all felt that. No, I haven't seen the video, but I guess he like Happy Gilmore stabbed a guy with the skate. He sliced his neck or something. What happened?
3: He almost kind of sweet chin music, what? sweet chin musiced him with his skate, and uh, so it was like an intentional guy. thing. It looked intentional when I watched it, and I asked Bonehammer because so, so he's the hockey guy, I'm and he, his said, first degree. he said he thought it should be manslaughter.
1: Wow. I need to go watch that video. So like, he skated to the neck,
3: right? Yes.
1: It's like he kicked him?
3: Was, was he on like the a, ground? Or it was what? like a no. jump kick.
1: You seen it too, yeah. manga? Yeah. Bro, I need to go watch that. Yeah. I it, was
0: not prepared for this segment. Pull the vicious. video up.
2: It's vicious. It looks like an attack. It yeah, looks pull, like a blaze. Pull
3: the you video up. I yeah. want to see it while so, we're on air here. Ain't, ain't you it, would it, agree you know
2: that?
3: there's no way that was a unintentional not trying to kick the guy, right, Mongo?
2: I would agree with that. It looks like he was aiming for him. I don't think he intended to kill him, but uh, anytime you do something like that. It it's well
1: a skate to the face is never going to be like you're going to just walk away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. what do you expect?
2: You, no. you're going to look like Beth on Yellowstone like Evil Dead right here. Yeah. yeah, dude,
0: you just said Beth Voice on reference. Yellowstone. You know me, yeah. freaking Halloween costumes was Beth on Yellowstone. I don't I even love, watch. For I for love sure. me some. Not Beth. enough. Not oh. enough. <laughs> I love me some Beth. Oh yeah. Oh,
2: I am rock hard. What? Oh.
0: <laughs> Wait, we're talking about hockey. I'm trying to see if I can find this video. Adam Johnson, like, is anybody going to show this or is it going to be too dramatic? Too much clickbait. It it is. Like, I just see a bunch of people. I don't have time to go find it, so we're going to move on. But anyway, so if that happens, like, like we talked about New Jack and wrestling, we watched his documentary oh, God, where he God. was like stabbing people oh. through the guy. He always like got out of jail time because it's just part of the show. If it's if it's hockey, are you just saying it's part of the game? Like they allow fighting in hockey?
3: No, oh, dude, P- Todd Bertuzzi like either went to jail or he was suspended like a whole season for the uh, high sticking. This guy has got to go to jail.
0: Do you think he about goes
3: that. to jail? I think he should. It is
0: in the U.K., right? They might be a little uh, less tolerant. They got different rules there. Possibly. Uh, Speaking of uh, different rules, we had a huge boxing match with uh, Tyson Fury and Francis Nagano. And I think everyone thought Fury was gonna just walk away with this one easy. Even he did. Did you see him? He looked like he was fat and out of shape for this fight.
2: As opposed to his other fights where well, he it does stay
1: better. Brad, I'm like that's what I'm saying. Like he's been fat and out of shape for this last how many uh, fights? I feel like the last time two times he fought Wilder,
3: he was dialed in a little bit. I mean, not really. I mean he no, was he's like- always been jiggly flabby. Oh, he's yeah. not like,
0: ever, like, exceptionally sure not like
1: a so peak physical time. specimen.
0: I'm not saying he is, but I just thought it was even worse this time. Maybe Probably. I'm just imagining. Because he, he's older, though. I think well, maybe he, he overlooked him a little bit. bit. I think he did, too. And uh, he, if you look at the before and after, after the fight, one guy looked like he won and the other guy didn't, but the scorecard said otherwise. Yeah.
3: I, I didn't get a chance to watch one and a split decision, but you got to give, uh, oh, Francis a lot of credit for going 10 rounds in his first professional box against the, you know, best heavyweight in the world.
1: This might I, be not- the... How does a dude like that just come up against the champ and go 10 rounds in his first professional fight? I, I think is it's a, just that big freak.
0: It's a combination of probably Fury overlooking him, and that's not to discredit Francis here at all, but Francis was probably the best heavyweight UFC fighter in history. I, I mean, just he's that damn good. He's got the punching power. But the, I, that's I don't know how, an amazing transition. It then. is. Like I don't think people understand how phenomenal this is. This would be like if, if Jake Paul, who's in the fight game, beat Tyson Fury. Like, it shouldn't happen, right? Like, I'm well, going to be
1: honest, too, real quick, because I wasn't fully aware of who who it even was, okay, before you just said this, because I, I didn't really care. Worked in the sand mines, So, so I thought it was just like a, just a regular boxer until you said it was his first fight and he was a UFC guy. I didn't know all this.
2: And you know who trained him, right? My name, like Tyson I knew Tyson trained him. But I
1: thought it was like a dude that's already been boxing, and he Tyson just came in like a Don King type thing. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, he's a fighter, not a boxer. This is crazy. First
0: professional. I want to hit him in the faith. I want to hit him in the faith. Hey, put some respect
3: on Tyson's name. I think this shows the huge difference between a uh, chicken, a fighter, and a boxer because. Francis, 37 years old, first boxing match. But you watch him. He's just a piece of meat with a head on top. You taught him how to box some. He can go 10 rounds. You didn't win when you went 10 rounds. Look at Conor McGregor against Floyd Mayweather. Now, Money Mayweather was a lot older, but Mayweather's never lost a fight. He's supposed to be the best pound-for-pounder in the world. McGregor had to get a boxing license just to go that mat, and he boxes for, what, 10 or 12 rounds? Like, he's a fighter. There's a difference. Fighters and boxers.
1: Yeah, but that that mat that I don't even was it a match or a, a well I, I think that it. Floyd
3: tried to throw some that, rounds that, to try that, and that get was, another
1: that was trash match yeah, out that was trash. Yeah.
0: Well, and and if anyone's ever watched Mayweather fight, it's not about the punches he lands; it's about the ones you can't land. Yeah, and they're never
1: fun fights. He's he's not never fun trying either. to knock nobody out. I get yeah. it. He wins by the stork scorecard. I That's understand the, that. the
3: point I was trying to make is that if you look. It, McGregor in that fight got a few nice blows in on him. I just think there's a difference between a just a fighter who'll brawl you, he'll take you to the ground, or a guy who's only going to do you know the sweet science. Of would, would
0: you guys want to see a Francis nagano Deontay Wilder fight? Because yes. I think that would be amazing.
3: 100%.
1: Yeah, I would.
2: Hundred percent. Somebody's
0: getting knocked out.
2: Oh yeah. The thing is, is like so Fury. One thing finding him an opponent is hard because of the size. Yeah. He's like six foot eight. And and Nagano was probably bigger than Wilder, honestly. So here, here's the thing, 100%. Like, what you just said, Chad, let these two giants fight it out
1: and then say, hey, listen, Fury, whoever wins, you're up next. Yeah, running back, because well,
0: it's a limited window. Fury was supposed to fight. Um, who Who's the guy? I can't think of his
2: name. Some Russian guy. Who,
0: he's like the next in line, and they're supposed to fight in December. And now there's questions about that because Nagano fucked him up so bad. Yep. Yeah. That they might have to push the fight. Yeah, this back. was
3: supposed to be a tune-up. that went like four rounds. Yeah, this was no tune-up. It was the first fight in eleven months for Fury. So
2: in the post, and he's semi-retired. In the post fight, though, he was uh, Fury was like, "I'll take him now. Let's go now." Yeah,
1: well, you I, say I, I that he's my a showman. Thing is, though, like if boxing would do a better job, and I, I know there's different rules like WWE and all that, but like if they would use their players to their advantage and, and put the sport out there, they could do so much better. I think I, this is a really sense? this yes, and this is
0: a bold prediction here. But I think with the advent of the new company that combined UFC and WWE Endeavor, they're going to make a run at boxing eventually because it's the one thing they don't really have a handle on, yeah. and boxing is so divided. Right. There's so many titles; it's someone
1: it's, it could just be taken like with the like, right. Leadership. Right. And UFC
0: is already doing business overseas. Like they've they've gone to UAE and they've gone to Saudi Arabia and things like that. Like don't. And and who was it? This fight. I saw Vince McMahon with a cane and Undertaker. Like I'm telling you, man, boxing is it's it's Tyson and Eminem. Man, when (laughs) we've all watched big fights. Right. And we always enjoy it. But they, they come around like once a year. You know, you get the right booker behind it. Get out of all this divisiveness they have in boxing. I think you could have
1: something. There's special. nothing better than a nice heavyweight like boxing match, and you're just pumped up to yeah. watch that pay per view. <laughs> to me, that's good time. But every once in three years, you might get that. It seems. Yeah, like. I feel like, but like once you get it, there's like you have no problem having people come out the woodworks to watch. I agree. All right. So
0: last thing before we go to Mongo here,
1: uh, we gotta I gotta see if we
0: have an update. Let, let's remind people we have a celebrity death pool going on. Uh, You know, I'm all in on Corey Feldman. Mr. Brown, who do you have? Michael J. Fox.
3: Jack
1: Nicholson. Mongo. Dick Van Dyke.
0: All right. So, you know, all our guys are still going strong. So you're welcome, random celebrities, for us instilling life and vigor in you because you don't want to be represented on the We Don't Know Sports podcast. Somebody we overlooked. And I feel like this is in the realm of my Corey Feldman pick. A younger guy dealt with a lot of addiction. Uh, Matthew Perry uh, died in a hot tub And as Mr. Brown said Social media has not been kind And the memes have been
1: overwhelming I mean it has But there's nothing off limits There, there isn't I'm not going to elaborate on them right now Because I have a little bit of dignity <laughs> A little respect for the dead but, uh, Yeah I mean like I just think of like Weekend at Bernie's now And it just creeps me out But
0: whatever you want to say about I, it I'm just thinking of uh, them carrying the casket And yelling pivot <laughs> That's too much. It is. Pivot! (laughs) Thank you, Biggie. Mm. Uh, So with the celebrity passing, is it fair to open it up? Do you guys want to
1: make any changes or are you still locked in? I feel like we should stay locked in. I I do feel like, however, that this isn't a keeper league. The Beginning of New Year's night, we get to swap. I think anytime
0: a notable one
1: goes, I think it should open it up. No, I don't. I don't at all because it don't affect what I've, we pick. But it means we go so long between changes. Like no. people
0: don't pay attention. They don't. I know. feel like it should change at New Year's if you choose to. I, I feel like you can change anytime you want, but I'll respect what you guys come up with.
2: If you
1: just keep
0: bouncing around, well, we haven't. We haven't bounced around at all. Nothing's happened. No one's won. It's been going on for a year, yeah. and I'm tired of it. You're what just worried head? that
2: Corey Feldman's going to live another 30 years. He might. No, there's like, no way that happens.
1: I'm never going like, to wish death upon him, Chad. I'm, I'm not sorry. wishing death on anybody. Archangel. I'm just saying <laughs> I
0: should be allowed to mix it up if I want to. <laughs> God bless. Are you Lord mad you didn't pick us.
3: Bob Knight? No, we didn't even talk about Bobby. Did you not think Bob Knight looked older than 83? Dude, you know. He, he looked had- like he was 83 when he was 37.
0: He he looked the same for a long time, but when they brought him out for the, uh, you know, celebration in Indiana and all that stuff, when he had the disc, it looked like he had frostbite on his face, like it was discolored. Like I, like when you start looking like that at a certain age, you know, it's starting to get close. It's jaundice. Is that what it is? I thought that's what happened when you were orange and you were a baby.
2: Leprosy. Leprosy. Yeah, that's what it was
0: <laughs> Listen, it's a circle of life You get when you're young and old That is true, that, it happens You're just as fragile on both ends exactly. But uh, Bob Knight, when he passed Everyone was talking about how much of a piece of shit he was And nobody wanted to talk about how he won three national titles
3: All people want to focus on is the negative That's the world we live in now he choked a player on in Indiana
0: then went to Texas Tech and took them to multiple uh, NCAA appearances, and then his son took over.
3: Listen to Jay Billis talk about him, who's a pretty liberal dude, and he'll tell you his good far outweighs his bad, and they spent a ton of time together traveling. When I was talking, talking to you earlier about uh, I was on the same golf course. I didn't actually golf with him, of course. But they were I on ran that up tour on bus it. coming through North Dakota, and they wanted to play Bowley Pulpit, so they hopped in and played it. What the hell is this big bus doing in the parking lot? Oh, that's Billis and Bob Knight. You know how they do their college basketball tour deal? Because he didn't work for ESPN for a little while. Dude, if you sent your kid to play for Bob Knight, you knew he was going to be disciplined. He'd finish his education. He'd be ready to work when he got out of there if he wasn't a talented enough player to make it into professional basketball. Did he cross the line? Yes. But to sit there and act like he was just... Some dumb, abusive schmuck is just, it's bad. Don't. Fuck you.
1: At the end of the day, at that time, you can't tell me as a basketball fan, if you had the the choice to have like, oh, Bobby Knights, our head coach of basketball next year, and for the next 10 years, you'd be like, sign me up. Right? So, like, don't give me the bullshit now, like Monday morning quarterback bullshit, because Anybody would have taken this man at the peak of his career in college basketball, right? I mean, would End you? S- story. Would
0: you have sent your kids to play for him? Yes, sir.
1: What about you, Mongo? Mm,
2: yes. You, you hesitated there for a second. It's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's a it. Kids are different now. They're much softer. Um, but uh, what well, better yeah. way to toughen them up? Right. My kids need <laughs> toughened up. You <laughs>
1: <He laughs> threw a chair at him. What was the guy that choked out of their note? It's like, they'll either dodge the wrench or they won't. <laughs> dodge a wrench, you can dodge a bar. Neil no, Reed, <laughs>
3: not dodge and dodge. Neil Reed's the guy that That's Adam on olte- choked choking during practice, but... While choking him is not right, I wonder how many times Neil Reed was told to do something and was like, (laughs) fuck you, coach. You
0: got to resort to some means sometimes to get your uh, end you want. What was that? Craig James didn't his son go to school somewhere and they locked him in a closet. Mike
3: Leach at Texas Tech locked (laughs) Craig James' kid in a storage locker. One of those little outside out buildings. Uh, the practice. Let's just field. keep
0: talking bad about dead coaches. This is fun. All right, yeah. Let's, let's roll. Let's move Come on. on. Come on, Ernie. Let's I- get rolling. <laughs> All right, Mongo, you want to bring us home with Mongo's mention? No, Mongo's moments. No, that's right.
2: That's right. Because let's not forget, folks. If they weren't mentionable, they wouldn't be mentioned. I wouldn't moments. be mentioning them. <laughs> All right, Mongo, what you got for us this Mongo's week? Mongo's moments. Ooh legendary coach bob knight we've discussed him he passed away at the age of 83 83 according to reports knight was not in a hot tub at the time of his passing <laughs> did they bury him upside down though that's all i want to know they buried him with a chair with a foldable, <laughs> foldable metal chair so the critics can kiss his ass yeah i know what you're thinking i mentioned the hot tub so you know where i'm going next hot tub time machine a Maryland veteran who received genet- genetically modified pig heart transplant has died. Lawrence Fawcett, 58, lasted five weeks after the transplant. He was, ele- he was not eligible for a human heart. So they went with the pig heart. I guess that works. Um, I, there's a statistic here. Uh, transplants from animals have been tried multiple times throughout the years. And with uh, let me do the math here. You carry the zero. You, here's the one. Zero percent. Zero percent of the time they have been successful. There's a zero percent success. This is why you have malpractice insurance. Mm-hmm. How do you sell that to somebody if you're if you, hey we well, want to give you this pig heart? Well, I mean,
0: you want to be the first to walk on the moon, right? And then yeah. they like blow up a bunch of chimps first. I mean, it's the same thing.
2: Yeah, I mean. Eventually, you're going to die someday anyway, (laughs) so why not just try this pig heart?
3: And die with a big pig heart in you, and they fry you up and eat you. You're a good tasting bacon now.
2: (laughs) I don't think it works that way. (laughs) The organ started to fail immediately after the the doctors took him off rejection meds. (laughs) It's shocking that the pig heart didn't work. Pig and elephant DNA just don't splice. His wife, Ann, said... She knew it was his time His time was short And he always had An affinity for bacon mm. Who doesn't though Go out the way you want to An Idaho woman is suing her Fertility doctor Why do they have a potato uterus <laughs> I thought it was It's like few. you knew what I was gonna I was so fast <laughs> in my head man You've been looking at my notes Hell no where to go? My oh, man. Damn it, he stole my story. Go on. She's got a potato Bastard. uterus. <laughs> ah, I'm fried. Mm.
1: Uh, th- the So,
2: suit a fertility doctor. She's suing a fertility doctor. Finding out that he was the father of her now 34-year-old daughter. Dr. Claypool, now 81, Charged the woman $100, stating it was to compensate the donors, <laughs> and the donor was him. <laughs> Good move, Doc. Yeah. It's, it's uh, now been determined uh, that there were multiple victims. The women became suspicious during intercourse with the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not right. Is this how the, the fertility <laughs> clinic works? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so that's exactly how it Okay. Works. That's right. We're finally here. Matthew <laughs> Perry. The actor most famously known as Chandler on Friends has died. Be any more sarcastic. This week after a failed attempt to travel through time in a hot tub.
0: (laughs) 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 He needed Chernobyl. (laughs) It
3: was all those vaccines he took.
0: Then you go to the vaccine route.
3: Could it be
2: any more obvious?
3: (laughs) I just say that because he sold shirts that said, Can I be any more vaxxed? My favorite
2: thing about him, though, his character on the show was that nobody ever knew what he did for a living. That is true. No one knew what he did. So, uh, um, Chad, the Mark, you sent this one to me. Bill Bidwell Jr., a former Cardinals executive and brother of the owner, was seen on body cam footage from the police, very bloody, as his wife allegedly hit him over 100 times. Um. Yeah. This is a real story. This is a true story. <laughs> like he was covered in blood. She beat the shit out of him. <laughs> and and this is this is a true story as well as the, as his he was asked why she hit him. Bidwell stated that she was angry because he didn't make it home in time for a carpet cleaning appointment. That, that's the reason. <laughs> now um,
3: they got to clean it again. <laughs> Now I'm wondering which carpet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Two for one deal, bitch.
2: She pointed to her boobies. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly, Bidwell's wife adamantly denies the claims and states that her husband was viciously attacked by a violent hot tub. (laughs) <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been Mongo's Moments. Hey, to put a bow on that
0: with you, this is a real thing I read on the Bidwell story. They asked her, asked him, why did you let her hit you 100 times? And said, I thought she would get tired of doing it and stop. She did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up another episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. Thanks for letting us invade your eardrums. Make sure you check out our NFL Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock episode this week. We're going to go enjoy our fire because, damn it, it's cold in West Virginia. We got Mr. Mayonnaise, Will Levis, and the Titans and the Steelers playing in the background. We're going to try to catch the rest of that game. But we'll see you next time. Enjoy your weekend. Gamble on some games, win some money, and check out the other episodes. Until next time, bye-bye.